2: I've thought of a way to make this very simple so you will understand. Would you please give me a spotlight? Do you get what I'm saying now? This is not about you. This is about me being in the spotlight where I deserve to be. Hello, welcome
1: everyone to the spotlight. We got an intro, Stephen. That's Jensen. awesome.
0: I love that. I had no idea about that. <laughs> nice. I
1: created an intro for us. Dave Batista doing the intro for us. Awesome. Look at that. We we paid him a lot of money to do that. Uh, do you know how much Batista cost to do that promo for us? Oh, I, can only, I can only imagine. Had to pony up for Batista. He's a big Hollywood star. I said, Dave, can you help us out? I'll write more articles about your big dick. It'll be good. (laughs) And he's like, All right, for you, Jeremy Lambert, anything, I'll cut this promo mentioning the spotlight. And he wouldn't, I had to pay him extra to say our names. He wouldn't do that, but he he made sure to mention the show a couple of times. So we appreciate that, Dave Batista.
0: Yeah, thank you. And uh, Easter egg for anybody who's in in the, the stream right away, right here, joining us on the spotlight. Um, you're referencing, you know, the size of Batista's dick, which was uh, a long, a long-going, a long-running joke back in the day on a uh, on Sean Oliver's uh, whatever that YouTube show is. Kevin's uh, commentaries. commentaries, yeah, you, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I, I know he just came back with Kevin Nash, which is which is really cool. Um, I've, I've been enjoying listening to them. But anyway, I remember back in the day, I, I found out years later, uh, Sinbad, who was the 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 person who was writing in about Batista's dick. That was uh, none other than Black Label Pro owner Mikey Blanton the whole time. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Little little Easter egg for you. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, I, I don't know, know if there that. was like I don't know if there was like a, a collection of Sinbad's that were all doing it, but like I know for sure he was at least one of them because I remember him tweeting about something along those lines, like probably like four years ago. I saw him like tweet something about it, and I was like, I put two and two together, and I hit him up. I was like. Dude, you send bad, and he was like, Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, no way. So yeah, small world. That's like when Will Washington
1: discovered that Randy Orton was on like wrestling message boards the, the night he was going out there <laughs> early against like Shawn Michaels and stuff. I'm not sure Orton confirmed this, but like Will Will Washington had a big post about it like Orton's like, watch Raw tonight. I'm gonna be wearing like a blue shirt or something and it was orton out there wearing a blue shirt getting super kicked by by Shawn michaels in his early days tony khan big message board dork yes. back in the day
0: still is uh, he's very online
1: not a Absolutely. dork we love you tony
0: yeah uh, <laughs> no for sure i know no i, I love AEW. if tony ever comes across any of my work i think he'll it'll be pretty obvious i'm a big fan so
1: he I guarantee he sees your tweets tony khan sees everything he sees he sees all uh, he sees all that stuff Stephen jensen I'll, re- I'll retweet your stuff more so to make sure Tony sees it. He'll, he'll oh, start thanks. following Congrats. you. He'll start following you. He'll he'll love you.
2: All right, everybody. We got
1: a big show. We got a big show today. Tremendous show. One of the best lineups we've ever had. Uh, joining us at 11, I, I believe, I hope. We, uh, hope. we hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'll go ahead and promote it. If it doesn't happen, we'll just chalk it up to, to pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, new GCW Extreme Champion, Cole Radrick, is scheduled to join us at 11 o'clock live. Our first, I believe, well, not technically our first live interview, but our first live interview with a wrestler that's not pre recorded. We've had Connor and SB3 on doing live stuff. Uh, So, yeah, live Cole Radrick at 11 o'clock. He's doing, he's safe after the the car accident that he was in uh, this past weekend. Uh, Also competed at the GCW show, won the GCW Extreme title. So, that's coming up hopefully at 11. Before that, though, we've got a lot to talk about Steven Jensen, plenty to talk about in the world of WWE. AEW, and you know what? We're actually going to start with, I guess, technically the indies.
3: Okay. Week. Technically okay. the indies. I'm going to give a big
1: motherfucking shout out. Rick Flair's last match Steve mm-hmm. Steven Jensen. It happened on Sunday. He teamed with his son-in-law, Andrade <clears> El <throat> Idolo against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. The best thing I can say about this match is Ric Flair did not die. Yeah. That That's my <laughs> comment on it. What did you, you think of it? This was your spotlight. So I'm going to give the floor yeah. to you on this one. Well, it had to
0: be. Um, I, I ha- We had to talk about this. Um, all, I mean, y'all can check the show out on Fight TV if you missed it. There, the replay is available. Um, so, yeah, man, it was. So the show itself was, I thought, done very well. Like, the, yes. uh, the actual card, there was good matches. They were short matches for the most part, which I thought was, like, it was, I thought it was paced really well, especially for, like, this show wasn't really for, like, a casual wrestling fan, but I think there was probably a lot of casual fans that were watching because they just heard it's Rick Flair's last match. So when they tuned in, I think it was a really digestible show. Like, you got really good wrestling, and the matches were, like, five to ten minutes long, most of them. Um, And I thought, so I thought the actual card was good because it was... And, and I'd be fine with more cards being like this, honestly, like I, obviously I like, I like shows like GCW and, and AEW and stuff where like, you feel like the whole show, you're just getting like top tier stuff from like start to start to finish and stuff. Like you're getting full matches and stories playing out and stuff. But I, I like the, the contrast to something like this too, where uh, you just get some good matches. They're, they're quick, but they're good. And, and it's more about building up the main event. Like, like they're showing stuff throughout the night, getting you prepared for Ric Flair's last match, and and showing, uh, you know the the feud building up to it, which also I thought was done really really well. Like those those videos that they did with Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, um, and Ric Flair, I thought were really really good. And Andrade being there with Rick, I thought was, I mean, it, it all made sense. The match itself, though, that's that was hard to watch. Um, I mean. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep it real. You know, I mean, I I, there's really no, it was it was concerning. It really was like, especially towards the end. When, well, so let me rewind a little bit When, when Rick first came out on the entrance ramp wearing that robe. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good because (laughs) just immediately. Just like, oh, boy. Well, because for one, it looked like he was having a hard time just kind of like walking. But I think that was also partly due to the fact that he was wearing a heavy championship belt. He was wearing the old, uh, you know, the big gold belt. Yeah. And and then he had like a hard time, like taking it off and holding it. It felt like it it was just everything I was watching. i was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. And then. Like the match starts and I mean he, he his lockup was okay. I mean it was slow and it looked like you know, but it was like okay, he locked up, like okay, he, he and then pretty much after that it was like and Joel's like it all made sense. What I mean by is like the story that they that they tried to tell of like of like Flair saying Lethal wasn't good at, like basically Flair saying Lethal was a is a jobber and like he couldn't make it onto the show and like that that's what I mean by it making sense. Um and yeah, the uh, <laughs> everyone was killed except for his son-in-law. I mean, it's definitely confusing. I I, 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 Joel Joel makes a good point. I'm just saying, I think they did a good job with the videos of like explaining, because otherwise, on paper, it just didn't make any sense at all. You'd be like, why is Jay Lethal even involved in this? And like, when he trained Rick anyway. The, my my real point of bringing this up was like, I really don't want to see Rick Flair wrestle ever again, and I don't think he's going to. But. I hope he isn't in a position where he needs the money so badly that he keeps doing this to himself and that somebody is going to exploit him enough to do it. I'm not I'm not saying Conrad exploited Rick. I'm not saying that I'm saying if this were to happen again and if it was like some shady promoter or something like I, I would have a real bad feeling about a lot of it. And by the end of the match. Rick could not stand on his own. He oh. couldn't put the brass knuckles on himself. He pinned himself with the figure 4 cuz he was so exhausted. <laughs> he couldn't stand up after like after the match, I literally thought there was a possibility he was just like cuz like the match ended and like the the announcer is like announcing that Rick Flair's won and they're trying to get they're trying to like scrape Flair off of the mat, like get him onto his feet. And part of me felt like he was just laying there and telling him, like, this is it. Like, this is it. Yeah. Like, I, was, I know it's just like, like I, you know, I, it was uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to see that happening to, to people, you know, that I looked up to when I was growing up and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just tough. It's tough to, it's tough. It was tough to watch. I thought Andrade and, uh, and dude, I think, Dude, Jeff Jarrett's in phenomenal shape. Like I said that during SummerSlam too, when he was wearing like the cutoff sleeves for the for the special ref thing. I was like, dude, Jeff Jarrett looks like a million bucks. Like, good for that guy. I thought Jay Lethal and Andrade really worked their asses off to try to make this something. And Rick just let me ask you this question before before I get your thoughts. Yeah. Honest question. Current if you had to pick one, like who who do you think we would rather watch right now? Rick the Rick Flair we just saw or tyrus like it's a legitimate question (laughs) it's a great question
1: i oh man i'm gonna go with rick and i'm going with (laughs) rick because man this is a mean question honestly this is very mean i'm going with rick because like He's 73. At least I can give the excuse yeah. for him of being 73. My expectations are very low for a 73-year-old. Right. Tyrus is, shit, he's 49. Why the fuck is he wrestling? Oh,
0: He's man. about to be, like, the champion of everything, too. He's already the TV champ. Uh, he's talking about the tag titles. Like, he's about to wrestle for the world title. Um man. But, no, oh, you're right. I mean, at least Flair has the excuse of being, I mean, for being 70, I'll say this. For being 73, he actually probably did pretty well. You know what I mean? Like, look, I haven't her, seen many people that age even attempt it, so... Right, for, for a 73-year-old,
1: my expectations were very low, and they still managed to to not clear the bar, but my expectations were, were very low. Really, my expectations were die, or don't die, sorry. That's not... Uh, Ooh, poor. Sorry, poor, uh, poor. poor expectations were don't die, and he didn't, so great. Uh, they, they did clear the bar, I guess, in that sense. Uh, it did look like at the end where he wasn't moving. I was like, oh, man, oh, please, please get up, like please yeah, you know, he, he cut a promo where he put over kid rock uh, uh, the whole time. above everybody else which is great <laughs> um so yeah it's i guess rick flair i guess that's a mean question steven jensen yeah that's a that's a very mean question um mm-hmm. i mean some dudes i think I don't, rick was hoping- to be, I don't.
0: i don't try to be mean but like you know we 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 talk about how immobile tyrus was and you know i just kind of I felt like a fair question to ask anyway. Sorry, you yeah, it's fair. No, no, no. You can ask whatever you want.
1: It's just I think it's mean, <laughs> but it's very fair. Uh something said, I think Rick was hoping he would die. He said it like he wants to go out on top of his wife or in the ring. So yeah, that's <laughs> how he wants to go out. Bless the man, I guess. Yeah. So I mean he's
0: still out there partying with Kid Rock after the match. Like yeah, he's still living he his life. Out. I mean, good for him.
1: He said he was yeah. drinking. Uh, before the, the show, like all week leading up to it, they, they, the interview he did with, with TMZ, where he's like, oh, I got the the pacemaker, and it's like, you're not supposed to do it like two times, whatever your age is. So he's like, I'm not supposed to get this thing above like 140 something. He's like, I'm getting up to 190. I got it up to 203. It's like he's trying to set the fucking high score on the pacemaker. It's like, what are you <laughs> what are you doing out there? This is not like, you know, the the speed thing. What's the, I don't I think is the speed D- runner. Yeah, no, 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 no. Dan Cook does the joke uh, where he's like, oh, when you drive past the, the speed limit thing and it shows your hmm. speed limit, he's like, I try to set the high score on that thing. That's like what Rick is trying to do uh, with, with his pacemaker Like, 203 at 73. Can anybody beat that? What, what are you doing? Come on, guys, get it up here. Uh, that's feels like that's what Rick's trying to do. Like, man, it wasn't a good match. I didn't expect it to be a good match. Lethal. Flair did more than I kind of thought he was going to do. I thought Lethal and Andrade would work more than they did, uh, but Flair he he bled. Of course, he bled. He went to the top rope at one point, and it looked like he wanted to take the superplex off the top because Jay Lethal said, like in training, that like yeah he wanted to take he wanted to take the superplex off the top. And even Flair was like, I'm gonna come off the top rope. They didn't do that, thank God. I think that might have been. A a death waiting to happen if he had come off the top rope uh, with that superplex. Thankfully, they pulled him down. They just gave him a regular suplex, which still looked terrible and and wasn't good. Uh, I like the show overall. I like the presentation of the show. It gave you a nostalgia feel while feeling like a big-time event. You mentioned Flair like wrestling again. I don't think he will... They they said it a bunch of times that it wasn't about the money for him. It was about pride. He wanted to do like an actual last match that people saw. They accomplished all that. He said that he's been offered $100,000 by promoters, like even before this match took place to do another match and he's turned it down. So I'm going to trust Ric Flair, famous last words and say that he actually won't wrestle again after this. And I think anyone who tries to get him to wrestle again, after this uh is is culpable in whatever happens and should not be doing any type of dealings in the wrestling business because that could end very badly because it seemed like on sunday it was going to end very badly and if you're gonna have just more time pass it's only going to make it worse please don't wrestle again thanks for this last match that no one actually needed I'm sure next year we'll get Hulk Hogan's last match courtesy of Tom, Conrad Thompson.
0: I'm <laughs> Maybe, serious. H- I'm Hogan, Hogan serious versus
1: Flair.
3: Um, God, remember yeah, when they wrestled that. each
0: other in Australia after, uh, yeah. after uh, Flair retired from the WWE. Um, that was like 10 years ago, which is like, they're already at that point. Then um, yep. one other takeaway from the show, um, the undertaker looked fucking disgusted. Like, he was sitting there in the front row, just like, fuck this. Like he looked I, really okay. angry. I got one for you. Who had a better last match,
1: Ric Flair or Bret Hart?
0: Man, see, that's a lot meaner than me asking about the tire, <laughs> so, Um <clears throat> I would say, <sighs> dude, that's actually, a, that's a really good question. Um, Cause the Bret Hart, Vince McMahon thing was bad, really bad. Especially because it's Bret Hart, like, I mean same with Ric Flair. I mean, we're talking about two of the best ever, depending on kind of technically when you grew up. like
1: technically Brett wrestled like a handful of like tag he t- beat the Miz. He right. beat the Miz in, like the, the little US uh, title, right? Yeah, the US title. That was after all of the Vince. Oh that's technically, right. those are his last matches. The last match everybody remembers is the Vince McMahon match yeah. at, at WrestleMania.
0: I would I would say the Vince. Mm, Honestly, oh man, that's a good question because like the 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 Bret Hart match, like that was a lot of like family run-in and just like him hitting Vince with like a chair and stuff. There really wasn't much yeah. to it as far as wrestling. Rick at least attempted to wrestle, it was just really slow and really cringe. Like it was it was just it all just felt sketchy. Like and then once once again, once he started getting really gassed out. And, like, I don't know if he was drunk or not. Gassed out when of, he
1: got to the ring. He, he was. was well,
0: well, I'm, ta- I'm talking so gassed out he couldn't stand, though. Right. Like, like, at the end of the match, when he was literally shaking, and they had to, like, hold him up and, like, put the brass knuckles on his hand, it was like, <laughs> it was like, man, this is, it felt like it was, I, I was talking about this with Doug on Tuesday. Like, this is, it felt somewhere in between, like, um, it felt somewhere in between, like, watching, Undertaker versus Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, and watching Scott Hall walk out to the ring that one time when he was so wasted that like he he like couldn't you know he was like you know shaking trying to get into the ring. Yeah. And it was like one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Jake the Snake has done similar things too, where like you go out to the ring. It's like I'm not making fun of these people, by the way. It's like it's legitimately scary, and I never want to see people get to this point. But it was somewhere in there where it was like he 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 was he was capable of doing a few moves, but like. A handful of minutes into the match, he 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 was just laying there, you know, and you're just like, he laid on the apron of the ring for like minutes at a time at points where he just wasn't even standing there for tags. He was just laying there. And you're just like, is he okay? Um, and then also, you know, I brought up the Undertaker, you know, Undertaker, Bret Hart. See, it's funny when you see that. When you see Bret Hart, you're probably thinking he's like, man, I'm glad this wasn't me. Like, all right. Like, I thought my I thought my last <laughs> few matches weren't great, but this this makes me look pretty good. And Mick Foley's just there because he's the nicest guy in the world. Like he's just there to support anybody who needs support. And and uh the Undertaker, I feel like this went one of two ways for Undertaker. He either saw that and was like, I am never stepping foot ever in the ring again because I never want that to be me. Or he's going, I gotta get in the ring a few more times now before that's me. You know what no, I mean? I
1: think I think Taker is he's good in that. His last match was against AJ. And, like, even though it wasn't in front of fans or anything, like, that was a good last match to go out on. And fans are going to have that memory of Undertaker, that being his last match, even though it wasn't in front of them. Like, he got his Hall of Fame speech and everything. He got to say goodbye. And that you want to go out on a last match that is memorable. And even if it's not billed as your last match, like, you want to go out on something like that. Don't come back. Like, this is why Shawn Michaels fucked up. Is like his last match was perfect mm-hmm. against Undertaker. And then he comes back for that Saudi show and it's like, well, now your actual last match sucked. And it was an embarrassment. That like that's where he messed up. And now I don't think Michael's is gonna do it again. But I he was actually the best performer in that match. He, um, in
0: that match. he refuses to acknowledge that even ever even happened. Like he just yeah, like, he said it's like, he's like, yeah, totally doesn't like count. a live event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's
1: like, it's a house show match. It doesn't really count. It's like, nah, dude, like you took a bunch of blood money to to do that match. It yep. counts. Uh yep. I don't think Taker's coming back because Taker He's even said, like, I don't want to get to the point of embarrassment. That, I mean, that match now was two, three years ago. So I think Taker's done. I think Taker's like, yeah, that AJ match, that's a fitting end to to this career. Definitely don't try to do this shit when you're like 73. But this is why I think Hogan's coming back. I think Hogan's, Conrad's going to come to him. is like, how much can we milk this for? Because Hogan talked about years ago wanting to do it. Now it's been a few years, but I still think he's going to do it because he saw how much success Flair had. His last match was against... I, I think it was against Flair in a match like no one saw in Australia. I think Hogan's going to end up doing something for, for one last time. I would not shock me at all if Hogan, if we get Hulk Hogan's last match this time next year.
0: Yeah. And that, that's in, uh, it's in LA, right? WrestleMania. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that makes it like yeah. if they do a star,
1: I don't know if they can do like a star cast weekend, in LA though who knows where SummerSlam is? Because you know, WrestleMania is two nights, so it's tough to do. They they looked out here where they could do Sunday, what was built around Flair, so I think that's why it'll probably be like a SummerSlam weekend, an event where it's not two nights. But yeah, I get ready, folks. Hulk Hogan's last match, uh SummerSlam weekend 2023. Kate yep. says if it, if it says happens, kid. I'll be watching. <laughs> Rick and Ken Rock versus Arn and Tully. Who's the best worker in that match? It's right Arne, now,
0: probably Aaron. Yeah. And he hasn't been moving well in AEW, though. No, but we've at least seen him throw some confident, like, spine busters every now and then. In AEW, he hasn't thrown one in AEW, has he? Has he not done one in AEW? I know he did I one in, did a couple in WWE every now and then when he'd, like, show up. But that, yeah, was, that was also a long time ago, ago. now. That was years ago. It really was years he's, ago. He's, he's fallen off the it.
1: ramp in AEW. Yeah, he's fallen right. off the ring apron. But
0: it wouldn't be totally, totally There's no way Tolly can go. <sighs> Kid, Kid Rock, Rock
1: might be the best worker.
0: <laughs> it might be Kid Rock. It might be Kid Rock. Um, it's always been Kid Rock. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> what was so funny about that, too, was like the, the the Ric Flair speech afterwards when he just kept bringing him up. It's like... Like, why... like. It was just, it was just bizarre. The whole thing was just bizarre. Like I get the kid rock and like, you think, I don't know. I don't think it's that cool at this point, like to be associated with kid rock. Like I, like, I, like I grew up, I did. I was a huge kid rock fan growing up. Trust me. I had like his poster on my wall. I had all his albums and everything, right? Like I was huge. Ball
1: with the ball fucking slaps, man. It was incredible. Was great.
0: And, and that was during the era of, uh, of TRL when like he yeah. was humongous. And, uh, Oh yeah, no, I remember. Um, it was uh, the first album had the middle finger on it, the one with ball at the ball, like the one yeah. where he blew up, the album he blew up on. Um, Devil without a cause was the yeah. name of that album, and then uh, he had a. He, he, had some really good ones. He had some really good albums, and th- and here's another thing. He means a lot to the WWE for certain reasons. They too, used
1: like, they friggin' used the Kid Rock song for SummerSlam as the theme song for SummerSlam 2022.
0: See, it was there this year
1: they used the Kid Rock song. <laughs>
0: And that and that transitions into another point I need to bring up because I've seen divisiveness online about this, and I think some people are crazy if they if they dispute this. Limp Biscuit one billion percent deserves to be in the oh. WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> like that's not even debatable. Like
1: because kid,
0: kid rock's in there. Like, how is Limp Biscuit not in there? Um, anyways, would you you well I know you'd agree because you're a Limp Bizkit fan, but I do um, like Limp
1: Bizkit, yeah. Yeah, but I mean I just think
0: it's I think it's preposterous that he they're not in the WWE the Hall of Fame, but uh but yeah, as far as Rick Flair's stuff goes, don't do it again. I, yeah, That's I don't want I'm to see it I don't want to see him just, do it again. I'm not I'm not like holding like Codrad responsible or like saying Rick shouldn't have to. I'm just saying like we saw what it was, we saw what it wound up being that was pretty much worst-case scenario outside of like really bad injury or death. Like I feel like we we all as as fans and everybody involved kind of like kind of got away with one there. Like I feel like that that should have probably wound up worse than it did. Um, so like I, we got through it and now it's just don't do it again. Hopefully it's just out of everyone's system.
1: Yeah. My indie spotlight is an actual wrestling match where both, both people survived and actually looked good and they will wrestle again. Thankfully, John Moxley against Blake Christian headline the GCW versus the people show, uh, on what was this Friday, Friday night, this show took place, Mm -hmm. I believe as part of SummerSlam weekend, uh, Moxley once again defends the GCW World Title against Blake Christian. That was a good match, but my my question to you, Stephen Jensen, and I love Job Moxley. When's this reign going to end for for Job Moxley? He shows up for the big shows and everything. Don't get me wrong; like it's not like he's not a present champion for the company. But I'm looking at the roster, and like they haven't really built anybody to take this belt off of him. He's having cool matches. Like I love watching him wrestle. Blake Blake Christian and breaking out the glass and everything and and this stuff and doing fun job Moxley matches and Blake Christian gets a spotlight on him facing the GCW champion and the interim AEW champion. But like, who is taking this belt from him? Because we thought maybe New York homicide at the the, uh, Hammerstein show. You thought maybe AJ Gray earlier this year. Now it's like, I don't think Nick Gage is in any type of position to take the title. Like who is coming in to take this title from john moxley
0: so a couple of things before i answer that question one i meant to message you about this because I, I actually got a good laugh out of it um i was on the fightful website the other day when, when i when i record the weekender what i usually do is i go through um the results section of fightful and make sure i'm not like missing any shows that like i needed to to check out to watch and one of them you you gave the results for and i can't remember what show it was um but you put the results happening on july 32nd and i was like what the hell oh (laughs)
2: it
0: was was a a typo but i I was like but it it wasn't a big i mean it had you know all the results were correct but i was like because i was about to like read it on on air and i was like this show took place on july 32nd like that's not a real day um i can't remember which one it was like it was an indie show maybe like the sub results or something um but I yeah, know. I meant to message you about it. I just thought it was it would be funnier to call you out on the air right now about that. That's not that so nice. Don't call me out does, on the air. That day doesn't exist. The results were correct, Jeremy. The actual job was done correctly. You just it was a typo on the on the on the oh. date. Um, I'll try to find it for you because I can tell you're trying to find it to correct it right now. I am, um, I am. I don't it was like not a big deal. Like that. I, it was not a big deal at all, obviously. I, I just it thought it was funny because I because I saw that date and it was like July 31st or 32nd. Um, anyways. Um, well, to answer your actual question, they did a really good job of building Blake Christian towards that title match. So I'll give them credit for that. Um, I think Blake Christian is fantastic in the ring. Um, I feel like he's just missing something, like he's just missing a little something character-wise. There's there's like that little I don't want to say it's even like the it factor that he's missing because I think he has it, it's just something's a little bit missing on it. Now, on the flip side. As long as you have access to John Moxley, I understand wanting to have John Moxley keep that title. I mean, the the amount of eyes you get on your company with him as your champion, the reactions he gets, and he's perfect for the GCW brand. Like he doesn't feel like an outsider carrying their title. He's he is the kind of guy where like if he wasn't a full time AEW wrestler, he'd probably be at every GCW show. Like so, John Moxley's the man. I love that he's the champion there. I think it, I think he fits great. I think it works great. Um, Nick Gage is getting in a lot better shape. So I'm looking forward to his return, but I don't think that, I think that whoever Moxley loses to, it needs to be a quote unquote homegrown GCW talent um, from like, from the fan perspective. Like, you know, there are a lot, a lot of these, I mean, all of these wrestlers for the most part wrestled elsewhere prior to GCW. Like, so, you know, but, 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 you know, same with WWE and same with AEW, if we're being fair though, like, you know, So when I say homegrown GCW, I mean somebody who you see on, like, all the GCW shows that's been there for a while, that you really associate with the brand. And I feel like someone like that is who should beat John Mossy for the title eventually. So I would rule out Nick Gage because I don't think that really does a whole lot for anybody because, like, we've seen Gage. He was a long-term champion. He's been the champion multiple times. He's the man. But, like, they, I think they need to think more of their future. Um, I thought A.J. Gray was for sure going to win the title but I think there's a variety of reasons why, why he didn't. Um, and now he's lost the extreme championship as well, which we're going to talk about with, uh, with Cole. Um, Denzel Vance's Everett Connors. You know, I love Everett Connors, but I don't think he's really, he, he's been, he's been away for a while um, overseas with his girlfriend, uh, Charlie Evans. Uh, I love Everett though. Dude, I, I was watching Everett Connors. I saw probably his first match he ever had in front of fans in St. Louis, like probably like five years ago. Um, I saw Everett Connors before he had any gimmick, before he he was dyeing his hair, before any of that stuff. Like, I, he was in that same group of guys that I got to watch come up all together out of, out of that area, like uh, Dan the Dad and Warhorse and Everett and Myron Reed and, like, all those dudes. Anyways, my choice would be, as of this moment, would be Jordan Oliver. Because I think that they've done a really good job of building him recently. He's been in GCW for years. And he kind of teetered in like that mid-card level for a while. And now it feels like he's getting big wins. Like he just beat Bandito one-on-one like last week. Um, He's he's stacking up big singles wins. And he would be recognized as like a homegrown GCW guy. The first time I saw him was in this company called, remember, do you remember Urban Pro Wrestling? I've heard of it, yes. Okay, I remember him being in that when he was like a teenager. Like he was like a skinny, lanky, like, literal teenager back then and uh anyway i uh i I would go with jordan oliver i think he just makes the most sense for what the company could benefit from having one of their own guys beat moxley for that title but i would also i would i would hold off on it until you just don't really have really access to mox like if you have even occasional access to him i'd keep the title on him because i think he does a lot of good for the company but it would be nice to have a GCW champion there again. That's defending on like every show. I do, I do miss that aspect of of, of a GCW world champion. And Jordan Oliver would definitely defend on like every show because he's always there. So,
1: what do we think of Effie? Because Effie's going to challenge Moxley yeah. at GCW Homecoming. That's a big event for them. It's a two night event. <laughs> like, do they go with Effie and this? Is, Effie's homegrown, got a big spot yep. at uh the at the Hammer Side Show. Lost to Jeff Jarrett because. Jeff Jarrett, smartest worker in the history. <laughs> Swindle everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, is, is Effie a possibility here? Because I kind of feel like it might be aligning for him a little bit.
0: I feel like Effie is an absolute possibility. Um, I would be very happy for Effie, and I think the fan base would be very into it. I just uh for whatever reason, I've just kind of got, I've just kind of locked in on Jordan Oliver. And this one, this isn't okay. something that, this isn't something that I just came up with, like right when you asked me this question, like I've been talking about Jordan for a while, uh, potentially being this guy pretty much ever since AJ lost. I, I was really racking my brain to think like, who could it be? Um, but, but no, here's, here's the thing. If, if it's Effie, I'm totally fine with that. He absolutely, he absolutely deserves um, to be rewarded like that within GCW um, means a lot to the brand perpetually over at all times with all crowds. Um, has really good matches. but I just uh, I just have a feeling about Jordan Oliver. but but if Effie won the title, I'd, I would be absolutely fine with it.
1: I I'm not saying Effie's going to win at homecoming weekend. I do think maybe they need some type of splash for that weekend and Effie winning the title would make sense because I think Moxley, and he's going to continue to ramp up when it comes to AEW, and I think he'll still make GCW appearances. But after the way they kind of treated Effie at the Hammerside Show, and God, I don't know what went on behind the scenes there, but clearly
0: Jarrett pulled some pulled some Jeff Jarrett's. Well, because they were it. still building towards a rematch, like when he yeah. signed with the WWE again, like they were running video packages like teasing a rematch, and then like that's no, yeah. just not happening. Yeah, I, I think it's a it,
1: it'd be a good look to put the put the belt on Effie. Um, after the way they, they kind of did him dirty on that. And Effie he's a good representative for, for the championship for them. He gets some some publicity and everything. So I, it, I wonder how much AEW plays into the call there of, hey, we don't want John Moxley losing to Effie type of thing. We don't want John Moxley losing to this person, to that person, and that's why it hasn't happened. I think Moxley would probably just be like, well, fuck it. Like, I need a new business. Like, nobody's going to look at John Moxley as a lesser than because he's losing on a GCW show. But I do wonder how much that, that plays a factor into things.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, this is awesome. And, you know, uh, one of Effie's good friends, Mance Warner, will be wrestling John Moxley on Rampage this week in a title eliminator, which is it's great to see these, these uh, people from GCW that um, I think they're doing great for themselves in GCW. It's not one of those things where I feel like Mance Warner needs to leave GCW and go to AEW or whatever. I'm just saying like, I think that these people deserve this kind of platform. Like it's cool as hell that Mance is going to get a whole, a whole nother wave of fans that have never seen him before, just because he's appearing on AEW. And hopefully that translates into more people watching GCW. And and it would really just cross pollinates the whole wrestling landscape when you do stuff like that. And um, I think it'd be smart to get Effie on AEW TV as well. If they could, I know he can be a controversial figure for certain reasons sometimes, but Overall, I think Effie just is very infectious. Like I've seen him wrestle even in like bars and high school gyms and stuff, like before he was really that popular. And even then, like he really knew how to how to work an audience. Like by the by the end of the match, like everyone wants to see Effie again, you know. And his entrance, he gets a big reaction every time. And he has good matches. None of this matters if he wasn't a good in-ring wrestler. Like, like yeah. and he and he is. And that's something that I think really needs to be spotlighted right now on the show about effie is like he gets a lot of publicity for you know how how big he is for like the lgbtq plus community and and like the way that he dresses and some of the outlandish stuff you might see him do in some of these shows and stuff like that he you know but he can wrestle and at the end of the day that's what matters most like he is a great in-ring wrestler and he's a great storyteller and you add the other things on top of it and that that will get you a really uh, loyal fan base on top of it. So I think I think the the kind of secret sauce of what Effie has put together for his career and the position he's in right now is it's very um, it's very admirable honestly because especially for him being as like openly out as he is and, and everything that he does for for that community and everything like we're talking about a business, a wrestling business that I mean, not that long ago, you would have been like, Probably cut out of the business completely if anybody knew that you were gay. You know what I mean. And now he, like, he's not only thriving, he's like, he's a whole movement in in himself. It feels like. So, I, I think it'd be very cool for him to win the GCW championship. I'm I'm definitely cool with the idea that. Um, I just personally just have this, I just have this feeling about Jordan Oliver. You, you know how that is sometimes. Where you just get something in your head and you're like, I just feel like this is what's going to happen. But I've been wrong plenty of times in the past, so it, it, it could be effing. If it is, I. If, dude, if Effie wins the GCW World Championship, I'll be one of the first people in his DMs trying to get him on the show. Trust me. Like, so, <laughs> well, now I'm
1: rooting for Effie, so we can get Effie on the show. It'd be great. We'd go from Ren- Renee Paquette to, to doing our silly show. So, big step down for, for him. Do want to be
0: a professional wrestler or do you want to be a WWE superstar? You know, WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional wrestler. <laughs>
1: is logan paul your favorite wwe superstar steven jensen
0: <laughs> um i'm trying to dab there the screen's a little too small um and i don't want to knock anything over that that'd be my luck is like i try dabbing on screen like knock my microphone out of the thing or something <laughs> um but uh dude Logan, um i I've, ta- I've said this before and i'll say it again this part this is part of why i like logan so much i had the opportunity to meet him a couple years ago at a ufc event and um it wasn't like a meet and greet or anything i literally just saw him walking around like no one was around him no one knew it was him and i was just like like saw from like a little distance i was like is that Logan paul just like standing around like you're just like standing around like concessions like at a ufc show like and i was like so i walked up to him i was like hey man I feel like you beat KSI the last fight and he was like, he like gave me knocks. He was like, bro, me too. Like I oh, thought that was bullshit. And then like and then I And then it's I just like talked to him for a couple of minutes. We're just standing there and like super nice guy. Like I was like, why does everyone hate this guy so much? Like he's actually a really, really nice dude um i mean they hate this the guy because well no i know i know about the suicide forest and i know about the throwing pokeballs at, at people in japan no i i i i get why they don't like him i shouldn't say i should rephrase that i understood it but when i met him in person i was like this is actually, a really nice guy and then uh, uh within a couple of minutes people started recognizing he was there and he started getting swarmed for like selfies and stuff and i just kind of dipped out but but, yeah, the couple of minutes I talked to him, I was like, dude, this seems, this guy, he at least treats the people who approach him very nicely. He could have easily been like, dude, I'm having a night to myself, man. Fuck off. You know, but instead he was like, yeah, man, appreciate that. Like, I feel like I beat him, too. And then I was like, yeah, man, I hope you get to do MMA one day. Like, you know, I actually pull for you to do well, you know. And uh, anyway, he was a really nice guy. And and then when I see him succeeding the way that he's succeeding in, in, in the WWE, like, here's the thing you got to have balls to fight Floyd Mayweather, right? Like I, I don't, I I know it was a giant mismatch and I know it was a freak show and a spectacle, but like, you have to have balls to do that kind of stuff. He he has a work ethic. That's very impressive. He's in great shape. He's young. He's athletic. He's charismatic. He has millions upon millions of social media followers. He, him in the WWE, this is a, this is a strange uh, occurrence for Logan too, because it's probably hard for him to find things that are, as big if not bigger than his brand is so like to be with the wwe you know wwe has like 90 million uh youtube subscribers like they're like one of the top subscribed channels in all of youtube which is like huge logan has like 20 something um and we're talking just youtube of course but but my my point is like Logan can continue to grow with the WWE and WWE is going to bring in more fans because of having Logan, his, his fan base that doesn't watch wrestling is going to tune in for him and then hopefully stick around for the rest of it. So I think the partnership between WWE and Logan Paul is very mutually beneficial to everybody involved. Um, And then when you see him wrestle, I know last week I said, Pat McAfee is the best celebrity wrestler I've ever seen. I think now I've got to say that's Logan Paul, like Logan Paul looks like he can just do this. That frog splash through the announce table is one of the best oh, announce table spots ever. It was I've ever so seen.
1: clean. It was so yeah. clean.
0: So, how did you feel about it? I thought I thought he knocked it out of the park, dude.
1: Uh, real quickly on like the the mutually beneficial thing. Logan Paul said as much on his podcast after he signed. He's like, you know, WWE's got major influence, major reach, and you know it can help us. Like, it, it can help me. Uh, it can help it can help the entire brand. I mean his his shows do like millions of views like his podcast get more views than just whatever video WWE puts out there and then he's associated I don't know these YouTube influencers like Sidemen and all this stuff but what they just put out a video that has like 10 million views and that was in 24 hours now this was like two weeks ago I'm sure it's a lot more now but yeah they they, they, they pull in a ton of views and stuff. Does this translate to television ratings and whatnot? I don't know, but that's not the only way to measure success nowadays. Like, you look at Twitter followers, you look at YouTube numbers. like That's what some brands will, will look at when it comes to being associated with WWE and things like that. Uh, as far as like Logan Paul's performance goes, like he was good at, at WrestleMania. I thought I, it was very good at WrestleMania. It was a tag team match. He was in there with, with Rey Mysterio. I mean, look, he wasn't the worst worker In that match, Dominic Mysterio. He's he's already better, (laughs) Dominic Mysterio. This guy's been wrestling and training for for years. Um, The the singles match, I had a little not like doubts about because he's wrestling the Miz. And say what you will about the Miz, like you're gonna get like a good WWE match out of the Miz. It's tough to just have like an outright terrible match against the Miz because he's just gonna work the WWE style, and and it's gonna be what what do you? Oh god, you have a Miz hat? Okay, I was like, what are you doing? Um, Like. you're going to get just a, a good WWE match out of the miss. So I thought it was going to be like fine, but it was better than fine. I thought Logan was really good in the match. And yeah, that frog splash. So awesome. I was watching it in the Beyonce is just like, I hate how good that was. Cause she's not a fan of Logan. <laughs> and she's just like, I hate how good that frog splash. actually was Cause that thing was fucking clean on that. Like it, it looked really good. and He's good, man. Say, say what you will about him. But like, and I, I know there are reasons to dislike him. I will say, people change, people mature. It does seem like he, based on every interview I've I've heard from him, it seems like he has remorse over over what he did and like actual regret, and is like actually trying to better himself and stuff. I do think he can come off a bit like douchebaggy, uh, but I think that's almost like every inner or every like influencer almost. I just feel like if you are in that world, you just kind of have a douchebag scent to you um but as far as wrestling goes he he's a he's, he gets it in the ring some of his mic work could be cleaned up and maybe that'll be a little bit better honestly without like being as scripted right. um but as, as far as like his in-ring work goes he's he, he seems to get it and i listened to him and pat mcafee talk yesterday they did an interview together and man, the, the
0: bro fest they were having with each other uh on mcafee's show yeah, was something imagine. else I haven't seen that yet, but I I, do. I would love to see those two like team together or be like on the opposite side of a tag team. How will will you,
1: will you like ascend to heaven if we get a Cody Rhodes and Logan Paul tag team? Because I've never heard this Logan Paul story from you. I didn't realize you were bros with Logan Paul doing NUX at UFC.
0: Everyday bro with the Disney Channel flow. You didn't know that? (laughs) I don't know. Um, that was, that was Jake Paul's, uh, one of his songs. They they, they have really, awful. really bad music out there. That um, sounds awful. Oh, yeah. I remember Logan coming out years ago with some, like, Santa Claus diss track or something. I mean, it, it was for a kid audience. Uh, but I, I I keep my head enough in there that I'm like, you know, kind of know what's going on. Um, I mean, I watch more, just full disclosure, you know, I watch more YouTube than any other form of, of, of entertainment. Like, I mean, it's so... I'm very in tune with kind of like what's going on on YouTube and who's big on there and who gets big views and whatnot. But like, um, dude, it's funny. Cause you mentioned like kind of the douchebag factor of Logan. I think a lot of that also comes from like, like I'll, I'll use, I'll use like nerdy internet kind of Twitch type terms here. Uh, incel type terms, almost Logan is Logan's like, he's a Chad that is that, that is trying to at the same time be a part of like nerd culture. And what I mean by that is like he's, he's one of those guys that like I think rubs people the wrong way because you see him and you're like, this is like a good looking dude. All the girls want him. He's athletic. He's rich. He's famous. He has millions of followers, but he's collecting Pokemon cards. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's like got his foot in like both worlds. It's kind of strange. He's like this like womanized.
2: on one end
0: but he's also spending millions of dollars to be the only person to own like an illustrator pikachu card you know what i mean like it's it's like you know he's like riding both lines but i think at one hand is really smart because you're 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 getting a lot of fans kind of across a large spectrum of of ages and in different types of people and stuff but like his uh but i understand too how because honestly a part of it now now part of the hate for logan once again it stems from old stuff he did on youtube which i understand was very very unlikable i understand that 100 i wouldn't i used to dislike logan a lot trust me i was i was with y'all but i'm also one of the people like jeremy just said where like i feel like over time you can change and like i i think i think he's kind of proven that he that he's changed quite a bit since then since those days but like man i uh yeah, I I, I think he does I think he's doing a great job in the WWE and and him and Cody, I love the idea of that, obviously. I think that would be great. But but I think that's also another reason why why Logan gets a lot of hate. And this isn't just confined to Logan. I think I think it's another reason people hate on Cody and, and other people in their kind of boats, is because they're I don't want to say jealousy, but like it kind of is because like when you see someone like Cody, you're like once again, it's the same kind of things you're checking off this list. It's like good looking guy, rich, famous, great at what he does. Like always getting these big pushes like Logan's always, you know, doing big things. Cody's always doing big things. You say the same thing about Charlotte keeps winning championships, looks great, family lineage, so on and so forth. And I think it's just really easy for some people to hate on people that are just doing that are just super successful. Like it's like, you know, because because they're like, you know, I that can't be me. So I'm just going to hate on that person. And I feel like Logan is a victim of that big time of like, if let me put it this way, if you watch the WWE SummerSlam this past weekend and you're just full on hating on Logan, you're just a hater because he went out there and he performed like they're like, you can't say he didn't do well uh, in that match against the Miz. And, you know, especially in comparison to other celebrities, like bad bunny did well, Pat McAfee did well. We've also seen some celebrities do terrible. Um, I think Logan might be the best celebrity We've seen do this. And uh, I think he just deserves credit. And I think it's smart that WWE extended him and he's doing more matches. And it's mutually beneficial to everybody. And dude, if he's good enough, they'll put him in like real, real matches with like real stakes. I feel like I, he could you get know, a WWE title shot at some point. I, I could see it happening. The publicity would be huge for the company if they did that.
1: They're going to headline Rumble with Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. Get ready, everybody. Get ready.
0: <laughs> That'd be wild. Roman
1: Reigns. They, they, they like him as a baby face they, they they think he's a baby face which I don't totally agree with he comes off more more as a heel to me but they're gonna headline Rumble he does I will say like it, when it comes to like the baby face stuff because he genuinely seems to like enjoy it and everything he gives off more of a baby face vibe than somebody like Ronda Rousey right now who could you know has the, yeah. the sour face a lot of times and they, they smartly turn her back heel. Like Logan does seem like he's out there and like really seems to enjoy it and is having a good time and is like fired up and everything and that's gonna maybe come across a little bit better and they can slowly get the audience to to cheer for him a little bit. I do think right now there is too much like eh, this guy's a douchebag and we want to boo him. Obviously being aligned with the biz doesn't help to start with, but they they seem to think this guy is a, a big baby face and so yeah get ready for Logan Paul against Roman Reigns, everyone. He's gonna eat one spear. Right. That's the thing. It's like he ain't, he ain't taking like a huge, huge bump. Yeah, I know going through the table is one thing. He's gonna fucking eat that spear from Roman Reigns, and he might rethink
0: this whole business after that. You know, it'd be a good spot. It'd be Roman going for the spear, and Logan does the splits under him. Like uh, Roman goes like right over the top of him. I think that'd be yeah, kind of cool. Good.
1: If he catches Logan Paul like out of the air, uh, like he like he does some people who who he riddle. A murdered yeah. riddle. He's
0: got DJ he bad before too. And Shane's Shane got a bad Yeah. He, he, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shane was basically he just got the wind knocked out of him and they tried to pin him, but his shoulder was up. That was a great spot. Yeah, he, was he was actually like
0: he wasn't even selling. He was actually right, like oh
1: he just hurt. He was, he <laughs> yeah. yeah, he killed Shane with that thing. He's gonna catch Logan with that thing. That'd be all over. Logan's like, all right, you know what? Never mind. Let me just go make some silly YouTube videos. I'm done with this wrestling shit. You know what will be
0: huge? Will be one day, mark my words, save this clip. Don't know when it'll happen. But one day, the WWE will promote Logan Paul versus Jake Paul in a WWE ring. Oh, it might. It really Because that's the only way to do it. They won't fight each other for real. Cause like obviously they're brothers and they love each other, but I could see them doing, cause they've had fake feuds online for years and stuff. Like they could actually pay something like that off in a WWE ring. Cause obviously they'd be working together to not hurt each other. I, I could totally see something like that.
1: The other big happening, at least in my mind at WWE SummerSlam was not the tractor. The tractor did rule, Uh, but Dakota Kai Bailey and Io Shirai now Io Sky back back. In the WWE mix, Bailey's return was heavily rumored. Everyone kind of thought that was going to happen at SummerSlam. Uh, but Dakota Kai, she got released in April, didn't see her coming back. That was apparently very last minute. And EO Sky, everyone thought she was done for. She's been injured, hadn't been on NXT television, reported that her contract was up and that she was going to most likely head back to Japan, wasn't going to resign. She obviously resigned or is close to resigning because they ain't putting her on TV without a contract. But Dakota Kai and EOSKY coming out like that. That's that's Paul swinging it around, being like, Vince is gone. It. Here I Pull am. Off it around. Yeah, he's just, he just pulled mm-hmm. his pants down right at the start of SummerSlam. He's like, get a good look, folks. <laughs> Suck it, everybody. I'm here. We're just getting started, he said. Yeah. I was hype. I was like, oh, shit. This is, you know, Bailey comes out. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I didn't recognize Dakota's music. I was like, oh, fucking Dakota Kai, this is great. And then Eo, she's got that banger theme. I was like, oh, man, let, let's fucking go right now. Like, that was that was a cool way to kick off SummerSlam, I thought. This is good. I said it last week, Jensen. I, I said when we were talking about the AEW contracts and whatnot, and I was like, Tony ain't got to worry about, like, the male side of his roster jumping ship and everything. He, he didn't need to worry. He needs to worry about the females who are like, look at the opportunities they're getting over here in WWE look how they're they're highlighted in WWE under under Papa Paul like that's what he needs to worry about I think SummerSlam was another indicator of that of like oh we're bringing in these three women you know Becky she's out right now but Bianca Alexa and Asuka Smackdown needs some help like Smackdown could use a couple of fresh faces over there so that's where I'm worried about but as far as uh Bayley EO and Dakota go I thought the the presentation of them was great on Monday. They established themselves as an immediate threat. They didn't look stupid or anything. I'm really looking forward to to the women's division on Raw. Uh, you know, under the guidance of Papa Paul.
0: Yeah, you know, right right when this happened, I uh, tweeted a picture of Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks. I was <laughs> like, this is like this is uh, this gave me D three vibes where Gordon's like in the stands watching his old his old kids for you know the the high school um yeah man i i here's so here's the thing i think bailey coming back people were were really ready for that like i know that the WWE fan base had wanted her back and like it's they they got that dakota kai that was a big surprise because wasn't she one of the releases like yeah she released in april yeah so um so that right there is like you said paul livex swinging swinging meat (laughs) um being like hey we're bringing people back like like you, you think she's gone She was one of my girls she's back um and I love Io Shirai or Io Sky whatever she's gonna be called now I I'm a huge fan of hers I think her entrance is awesome I think her look is awesome I think her presentation is awesome I think her in-ring work is awesome she really should be like if treated properly she should be in that mix in my opinion with like the Beckys and Biancas and Charlottes of that company. Like I really, I really very impressed with Io Shirai over her career. So I'm glad she's finally getting a big, a big stage being on a Raw or SmackDown or main roster, or whatever you want to call it. I, 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 uh, I was very pleased to see you. I actually marked out for that. Like when Bailey came out, I was like, oh cool, Bailey's back. Like good, to, it's good to see. Um, and then Dakota came out and I was confused. I was like, she's still in the company wait a second and then EO's music hit, and my, my brother was watching the show up he was like oh shit is this yo and i was like all right like let's go like i i was i was actually really really happy to see it um so yeah this is this is cool good good for all three, three of those women um you know wb as much as i knocked the product you know um One thing I will never knock is their collection of female talent. I think they have a ton. They have the best collection of female talent of of any company in the world, in my opinion, if you look at all their brands. Um, So this is great. This gives Bailey something big to do as like the leader of a stable. This gets Dakota back in in the company and back in the mix. And this gets EO on a much bigger stage than what she was before. So I think this is a W for everyone.
1: I'm looking forward to the continued guidance of Paul. Uh, with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I think the women are going to be highlighted even more. And with this stable, Becky, again, she got hurt, but coming back as the man whenever she gets back, turning Ronda basically heel. I'm glad that Liv won. I think we all thought, I mean, you definitely thought Rousey was just going to...
0: okay, okay, hold on. Hold, <laughs> on. hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this dumbass referee, okay? <laughs> so, hold on, so people there are people online that actually have have messaged me even people like my there have been multiple people that i've spoken to since this mass that are like steven you know the ref didn't really screw up like <laughs> i'm like okay so i lost 500 dollars because of this you realize that right like really like yeah so so i would have won wrestle rumble had i i i my prediction was ronda rousey winning by submission in under 11 minutes and fucking live morgan tapped out in under 11 minutes <laughs> but but the referee missed the tap before the three count so i missed all those points that swung to the other people that had live winning in my pinfall i had ronda by submission in the right amount of time and that was the only thing i missed on like the entire pay-per-view i got all the other predictions right um so, yeah, um, had that referee not missed the tap, Steven over here is $500 richer, at the very you, least. You, I,
1: you're I mean, totally Team Rondo for just beating the shit out of this referee after the match, right? For for five, He fucked you out of $500, Steven
0: 100%. Jensen. 100%. Biggest and, screw job in wrestling dude, history. Dude, fuck that match. Like, that was, that was, <laughs> it was four and a half minutes of Rondo just beating the piss out of Liv Morgan and then just pinning herself. Like, like, okay, here, like, listen, all you fans out there that are like, yay, Liv, she did it. She's the champion. She finally did it. We've been waiting for this for Riot Squad forever. It's like, okay, beat Rondo with the, in the lamest way possible after she had just been barely gotten out of that match with Italia. Um, Then she hugged her for some reason. Like, oh, congratulations, Liv. You fucked me over real hard in front of everybody. I'm happy for you. And then her big title defense over ronda is getting the shit beat out of her for, for four and a half minutes and then ronda pinning herself <laughs> the fuck out of here anyways <laughs> I, I do i do have a uh i have some news for you jeremy before we okay. transition to the next topic uh cole's ready if we want to bring him on oh okay yes
1: we bring let me him shoot him a
0: message real quick Okay. Um, well, we're done with our WWE spotlights. Well, we'll this is an out of order show because uh, we're doing a live interview. Yeah, we'll come back with back. the. Yeah, we'll come yeah. back with AEW and the with other uh, spot. Yeah. I I don't have to work uh, right after this, y'all. So, like, I I'm not in any kind of rush to get out by eleven. So, um. Hold on. Okay, pile driver finisher. Let's read this. Speak for yourself, Jensen. You're the one that lost money. You yeah. do make sense in the. You do make sense in the ending reaction. Oh, hey, listen, y'all. I'm kind of trolling. I'm not, I don't take it th- this, this seriously. Oh, no, don't no, it. No, 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 no. no. Listen, Great. listen. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't physically lose $500. Like, I, I get into the restaurant entries contest for free. Like, I didn't lose $500. I want to make that clear. I, I would have won $500 had <laughs> this not happened. Um, no, I, I'm obviously like, it pissed me off because I wanted to win the money, but, uh, but I, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so ignorant, that I actually feel like, (laughs) like that referee fucked up and he missed it. (laughs) Oh, that was great. That was legitimately my favorite segment we've ever done
1: on this show. You shooting on the the fucking ref and Liv and Ronda was so good. Oh man. Who was that dumbass referee anyways? Who who was was the ref for that match? I don't even remember. Yeah, you should go kick, you should
0: go beat the shit out of him too, Jensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah says, I yeah, thought- spent already. That's fair. I did. <laughs> I did have that 500 spent already. That's true.
1: <laughs> I gotta start playing the Wrestle Rumble and uh with the the prediction thing, so I can I can start being mad at referees when they go to a DQ finish and stuff. Dude. Start treating WWE like it's a
0: shoot sport and uh get my dander up. About yeah. this stuff. <laughs> Dude, it makes it makes the shows so much more fun to watch. Like I believe even it. with even with the UFC, you know, I live in a state where I can't legally sports bet. So like allegedly, hypothetically, um, if I was sports betting on the UFC, it'd probably make that a lot more fun too. I think I think having just like stakes and things just makes it fun. You know, like oh, it's just 100%, 100%. It's a little bit more
3: fun.
1: hundred percent. I I can't do like betting and gambling because I can't afford to, to lose just money on outcomes that I don't really have much control over. I'm not a big gambling person, like just regardless. I'll buy a lottery ticket every now and again. Uh, you know, it's like 10 bucks and hopefully you win gambling and stuff. The highs and the lows. I'm too emotional when it comes to sports anyways. I don't need to get more invested when it comes to this stuff and then
0: can't do it can't so so i'm the opposite Where like i will never buy scratch offs or ever like play the lottery because i think that that's just way too much based off of just complete dumb luck but which it is i mean that's the whole point but i I love sports betting like it's one of my favorite things in the world if it's probably a good thing it isn't legal in Georgia to be honest because (laughs) i probably have a problem and i'm and i'm not like I'm not advocating people sports, but I don't want people to like to ruin their lives gambling or anything based on the things I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying for me personally, like it's fun when I'm watching a UFC show and you could throw down like five bucks and put together like a three fight parlay that's like very specific to like like for instance this past weekend, hypothetically allegedly, I might have put five dollars on a three-fight parlay. Um, and I hit two of the three, and this was with like I, I do method round combos, so it'll be like by tko in this round like in choose the fighter kind of stuff and um i was very close to winning 350 dollars on a five dollar bet um i if amanda nunez would have won in the first round i would have won 350 um and she dropped pena twice in the first round and didn't wind up anyway the point is like it just makes it fun because you're watching the show and you like five the bucks isn't a big deal but like to maybe win over 300 bucks and you're just like picking fights based on your knowledge of because you at least have a chance of like you know it's it's different than just doing a scratch off at least you have like knowledge of the sport and who the people are and what's kind of likely what could happen in the fight and stuff so anyways 100
1: percent. like i understand the appeal of of sports betting and i would totally do it if see parlay is one thing if i'm just like all right five bucks and i could win like 300 or something i would like kind of kind of do that um but also i just i can't get more invested into sports and watch games that i really don't care about and then potentially lose money and stuff i just don't like it i i if i i just don't like losing money is the biggest sure. thing i don't like risking my money and so if somebody wants to bankroll me i'll gladly bet <laughs> it that's fine uh we can go have these on it or something but i mean definitely definitely not uh I'm not keeping it all unless you want me to. That's cool with me. If you want to just give me a hundred dollars to bet and then I get all the profits, and if I lose, you lose your hundred dollars. That sounds like a great deal for me. Uh, but yeah, I I just can't I just can't afford to like put my money out there like that. It's yeah. I'm too stingy
0: with my cash.
1: Yeah. That's my biggest thing. I'm just way too stingy with my cash.
0: Totally understandable. Totally understandable. And and Derek in the chat said someone won over one billion in the Mega Millions lottery, and the winner still hasn't come forward. Last he's seen um (laughs) dude honestly if you want a billion dollars in in the lottery like you see neither yeah i feel like you're but your life's kind of over at that point like you could live like a cool life with all that money but like you gotta get off the grid like you can't let people know you just want a billion dollars like you gotta move away and join like witness protection probably to enjoy the money like i'm not saying i don't want to have a billion dollars i'm not but i'm just saying like it's kind of probably it's probably a big blessing and a curse when uh like I wouldn't if want I, people knowing I, I won that kind of money. Right. If I if I won the money, like I played the little Mega Millions
1: thing once it once it got over the billion. Yeah, I'll pay. I'll play the lottery every now and again. Um, but like if I actually won that thing, I would just carry on like nothing changed. I would continue. To to just do I'd show up to work every morning. I'd continue to listen to Drew McIntyre interviews every single day. I'd continue to do this show and all the other shows. I'd carry on like nothing changed. Maybe I'd take a little bit more more time to myself and, and take more breaks and stuff, but I would act like nothing changed at all. Cause I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't put it out on Twitter. Hey, I won. Peace out, losers. Cause yeah, I don't need people hitting me up and stuff. I, and I genuinely enjoy doing all this stuff. So I wouldn't just like give it up, but yeah, I would act like not a damn thing changed in my life. I would spend that money how I would want to spend it and do things that I would want to do with it. I sure I certainly would be making big splashes be like, all right, well now we're going to move into this giant mansion and everything. I'd be very careful about all my moves that I made if I, if I won that money.
0: If I want that kind of money, I'd probably change my name, fake my death and wind up wherever like Tupac and Andy Kaufman are hanging out. Like, (laughs) like I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, it would be, well, cause here's the thing too, with having that amount of money, I am with you. I like to think that I would live humbly and I still, you know, I people wouldn't really notice, but it'd be so tempting knowing you had unlimited money, like just stuff you wanted, like, cause you would, nothing would be stopping you from ever getting it. You'd have to have so much restraint to be like, that's a nice car like i can just buy it real quick but like i'm not going to because someone might notice i have too much money and now i'm a target you know it's almost like breaking bad and better call saul and stuff right it's like i I, when i watch those shows they're all they're fun to watch they're some of my favorite shows ever but at the end of the day you're also like it seems kind of counterproductive because like you make all this money but you can't spend it yeah (laughs) so it's like you know anyway yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't just like drop
1: it on a car and all this stuff. Again, like a house, we want to try to do something uh, with the house. Like maybe we add on to the house. Maybe we do upgrade the house. But I wouldn't go like big, splashy, flashy type of thing or anything like that. I feel like I would do a decent job of just carrying on business as normal. And the, the one thing I would probably change is I just take breaks more and be like, you know, I don't need to do. Oh, I don't right. actually need to be around, and I probably don't. Regardless, I just like to do it, but yeah.
0: I don't know where Cole Radrick is. So me either. Yeah. I messaged him, but uh, we will. Uh, we'll,
1: let's continue. on. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah,
0: we'll, yeah, yeah. Let's, when he when he gets here, we'll 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 pivot over to him.
1: All right, let's go. Let's go with the other spotlight.
0: Jason. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle.
1: We're gonna head back to Ric Flair's last match, Jacob Fatu against Josh Alexander. It ended in a DQ. Because Matt Cardona, Brian Myers came out and, and just interrupted things. And, and then Diamond Dallas Page came out and Diamond cut people. But it seemed like maybe there's two possibilities of this ending in DQ. One, MLW didn't want Fatu to lose. Obviously, Alexander, Impact World Champion, he's not losing. So, and then, yeah, Court was like, yeah, I don't think it's great if we're going to have Fatu lose. The other possibility is Fatu or Alexander showing up on the other show and we're getting a rematch. Between these two, like what? What do you think the DQ is an indicator of? Just neither guy wanted their guy to lose, or hey, we're gonna run this back on Impact or MLW TV.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping it's the latter, and that's the reason I had the spotlight. Oh wait, Cole said he's been in the lobby. Did you I see him down there?
1: Do not see
0: him. Oh, there he is. There he is. All right. Hey, we'll all right, we'll, we'll get back to fought Chu and Alexander in a second. Cole just messaged me saying I've been in the lobby. I, I can't see the lobby. Jeremy can. He just showed up. Oh, okay. I don't he's believe there. he's been there for, okay. for hours upon. Hey, either time. way, he's here. So there we go. Hello, Cole. There we go. Cole. I know buddy. His You're mic muted. Is muted.
1: I have to un- You have to Cole, unmute Cole, your yeah. mic,
0: Cole. Unmute yourself.
1: I can't unmute you. You have to unmute yourself. <laughs>
3: We'll get. I think we're live now. There we go. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Okay. Hey.
0: Hey, everybody. (laughs) We are being joined in the creator spotlight right now by a returning guest. He is the Ratty Daddy. He is your new GCW Extreme Champion. There it is. We got the belt on screen. He is the King of Rush Mountain. Cole Motherfucking Radrick is in the house. Returning Let's guest, go. how you doing, man? Is this your first Let's, interview since winning the title?
3: Yeah. I, I don't do a lot of podcasts, actually, believe it or not. Um, not that I hate doing them. Um, just some of them tend to get... Like, I know this is more than just a podcast, obviously. But, like, um, I don't do a lot of interviews because, like, sometimes the questions just get repetitive. Sure. But, like, I love coming on here because it's always good chatting with you guys. Good catching up. So, um, I was definitely technically in the lobby but like i didn't enter in a screen name or anything so i just didn't do the next step so oh, see? see but to be fair i think we can go back to the last interview and i think i say like three times i'm a self-proclaimed idiot so this is on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> true true Hey, and before we get into anything um uh cole let people know where they can help y'all out i know you and your girlfriend told with your car um we really appreciate you coming in here uh, to to talk with us this morning because I know you got a lot going on and it is early and everything. But uh, if the people can uh, can support it all, where where do they need to go to help y'all out?
3: Um, if if they feel inclined to, um, literally, I think if you just at Cole Radrick, one word, um, is the Venmo, um, it's Wrestles at Gmail is the PayPal. If you guys feel inclined. Um, it's also, I think if I have uh cash app, it's ratty daddy for the number ever. And so if you guys want to feel inclined uh, to donate, those are the links, but, um, you know, there's been a lot of people reaching out over the past couple of days. And I just want to say the support is very much appreciated by me and my girlfriend. Um, it really does mean a lot. And we always appreciate the love from everybody. Absolutely. So thank you guys a lot. Seriously.
0: For sure, and do you still have eight by tens available? I, I signed an eight by 10 over mm-hmm. the weekend, so if y'all want to support too, like Cole's got you know eight 8x, by signed eight by 10s and stuff, like there's ways you can support and also uh get a little something back. I'm going to put the eight by 10 in my office here with uh some other wrestling stuff I've got from people I've got to, to know in the business a little bit, so um, so yeah, support Cole, Cole, dude, huge weekend, man! Uh, huge dude. weekend, and you got another big one coming up, SCI in Chattanooga, uh, coming up this weekend too, so uh. Yeah, man. I guess first, first uh, reaction of of winning that GCW Extreme Championship.
3: That's pretty fucking crazy, ain't it? I <laughs> know uh, it's really sick. Um, it's a, uh, it's something that it's like. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I say this if it's like a bragging way, but it's not. But it's like um, when I first started in GCW, like it was. It's it's still extremely hard to get into gcw so it was like every time i wrestled there i was like man like this is probably the last time i'm being brought back and it's the last time i am being brought back and even until like up to a few months ago i was still having like those thoughts of damn this might be the last time i get booked because maybe people don't rock and roll with me now they have a fucking belt so now i have a belt so what are you gonna do now um no in reality it's like i got to this point where i'm now you know, holding one of the belts in GCW and it's, uh, it's time to make a statement that ratty daddy's here to stay, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know that was one of the things that we talked about was like, you kind of wanted to get not necessarily like out of doing scramble matches because you had a really good spot in GCW, but now look how much has happened just since the last time we talked. Like that's awesome. Yeah.
3: When was the last time we talked? Do you question. remember? Well, the last With time the art- me and
0: you talked was the last time we talked was in Atlanta at the GCW show.
3: Yeah, well, and I meant like the interview. I know. Oh, Are like you going to be in Atlanta in August?
0: Uh, I should be. Is GCW coming back to Atlanta?
3: Yeah, August 20th.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll be there for sure. Yeah, I didn't you realize that was coming up so soon. Dude, I got a lot coming up. I <laughs> battle slam this weekend. I wanted to be at SCI, but I can't be at two places at once. But um, <laughs> I wish. Jeremy, what kind of questions you got?
1: Oh, I just wanted to know about the match and like when you were were told about. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna be putting this title on you. Did you know going into the weekend when the match was announced? Did you were right before you walked out? It was like it's like hey, you're gonna win tonight. Like when were you gonna told about everything?
3: Uh, I would say probably, honestly, so it was probably about thirty minutes before the show. Wow. Like we just there wasn't. We were the first match and we were kind of like getting everything together. And then we all kind of like looked around and were like, who's winning? <laughs> so <laughs> I was like just walking through the curtain and Brett was coming out of the curtain. And he's like, oh hey, you know, he kind of gave me like the like three cliff notes he wanted from the match. And I was like, all right, like who's over? Like, and I presumed it was like somebody else. And he's like, Oh, yeah, Cole's up. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> looking around, Did you say Cole.
0: <laughs>
1: Is there
3: he's another guy, Cole in this like, match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. He's like, yeah, you. He goes, yeah, Cole. And I was like, all right. So I kind of went up to everybody, and I was like – it kind of feels like when you're, like, telling a fib almost to, like, your little brother. When you go up to everybody's like, hey, so I'm winning the match, and felt oh. Like, I I didn't – I was like – honestly, I have partially somebody being like, no, you're not. Like, this guy actually asked who's winning the match. But that's how – that's how it ended up happening, and pretty thankful.
1: Yeah. Also, I want to know about the the spots with Marco because mm-hmm. he chokeslammed you. Like he couldn't he couldn't body slam you, he couldn't lift you up for a suplex, but he managed to get you up for the goozle, for the chokeslam. Yeah,
3: goozle. he goozled you. It's the goozle. <laughs> have you ever been goozled by Marco Scott I haven't. I haven't. I, I have.
1: He, he's I he seems deceptively it strong.
3: It, the guy's fucking huge. Look
1: at him. Yeah.
0: He was wearing I mean, the one strap. I mean, yeah, yeah he was wearing exactly
1: yeah. the strap because the body slam he couldn't do, but I guess the strap gives you the power for the choke slam because that's you know the, the big show, I guess. But I
3: mean, man, he's he, a little deceptively fair, you know? strong,
1: Marco Stunt.
3: Very deceptively strong. Uh, no, it was the I really enjoyed the spots I had with Marco. I thought the crowd really, really ate them up. And then I killed him with a pedigree. Uh, he yeah, took but, that. Out i mean
1: <laughs> that was that was the callback to the uh triple h when he nearly murdered that guy like the first time he hit that thing but yeah that was that was the throwback pedigree we just spiked him he took that so well that was great
2: yeah
3: i mean when he jumped up i was like worried i was like what the fuck are <laughs> you doing <laughs> i was like <laughs> like i like i was worried like as was like kicking his legs up i'm like Oh, fuck. Like, I've seen this one before. You know what I mean? But <laughs> so luckily, you're able to see me, like, shoot my knees underneath at the like, last second. Cause I was just going to go, like, you know, normal. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, might as well try to protect little Marco as much as I can.
0: It's so funny. It was very reminiscent of the pedigree you're talking about, Jeremy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I remember that being a big clip, even back in, like, the Kazan, you in, like, Limewire days when, like, wrestling clips were just kind of getting viral. I remember that being one. Cole, with, with your, with your, regular finisher what's like the actual name of your finishing move because i've heard it called different things i know tekeshda has has started doing
3: it so i have two two finishers the one that uh does i call it little sebastian's curse so that one so for people that are watching and i'm going to maybe clip this and show examples if that's cool obviously tag credit whatever so little sebastian curse is set up from behind and then the there's the one that's like the side saddle power bomb looking thing, That's one's called uh, Crackerjack Bomb. So there are oh, two okay. separate ones. They kind of look familiar, but they are completely they are like different things. But the one t- uh, uh, Takeshita does is uh, the my original one that I've done for about four five years.
0: Okay, and what's he calling it?
3: Um he was he was calling it uh little sebastian's curse and then like people were like oh it's like the cinnabomb that was and good. then okay and then he's like oh no no we're gonna call it little sebastian's curse and i went up to him um he was hanging out in the locker room for the gcw show in nashville and i went up to him i was like hey like you call it cinnabomb like you're way more cooler than i am like call it whatever the fuck you want like you've tagged me like five times like you're what you take it like you beat me with the damn move like come on <laughs> um so it, whenever he does it it's cinnabomb and whatever i ever do Whenever i do it, it's little sebastian's curse
1: okay does little sebastian's curse come where i think it comes from of parks and rec
3: love you jeremy really do where else would little sebastian come from i well i you know i gotta
1: <laughs> know these things i, no, I gotta you, know to no,
3: exactly it's... you're right it's exactly okay. where he started came from brother <laughs>
1: I, you never know. You could you could have your own horse. You just named Little Sebastian or anything. Dude, like if that. I had a mini but...
3: horse, I would do. I don't think I'd wrestle. I'd just hang out with my mini horse all day. Honestly, like I would be riding it through town and just.
1: <laughs> that's. I mean, that's what I would do too if I had a mini horse. Because I mean, look, fly Little Sebastian. That should be your theme music for for one of these events. Is come out to to fly Little Sebastian. But yes, uh, what a great show. That was when I heard that, I was like, it's gotta come from that. I should have asked that last time. But Cinnabom's a great name too. exactly like, you should have sure. you, you should punch Takeshka. You should just
0: hit him for for taking taking your move.
3: I tried to and then he kicked my ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how, how how was the experience of wrestling him? Because he's got a ton of buzz right now.
3: Honest sorry, I was uh, readjusting my brightness. Honestly, it was a lot of fun uh, working with him. The dude's like a complete pro. And um it was it was pretty sick because like the crowd was really excited for the match and it like it just made like the match easier because if the crowd is just already biting, in, biting into it, it, you you can approach it differently in the way that you set up the back half or what you want people to buy it on or what certain things you want to pull out of their emotions. So it was really easy for us to plan that match around that because we already knew that the fans were going to be invested. We didn't have to get the, have to work to get them invested first. So like the entire experience of working with him was really really awesome.
1: He is he's I mean he's blowing up right mm-hmm. now, and I did I did see you you tweet about him because he's facing Claudio on Saturday. And You're just like this this guy's a star. Uh, has he given like has he offered you any Cinnabon as as like a return of like hey thanks for letting me. Use your finisher. Like, have you guys split any Cinnabon?
3: Nah, but we we we've uh, split a couple beers. Uh, so I think I think that was our way of you know toasting off to it. So <laughs> definitely a couple beers ap- after the match, obviously. Um, I don't know. If he gets a Cinnabon sponsorship, I might hit him up for like a card <laughs> or a T-shirt if he gets one of those. But if not, maybe we'll see what happens. But. That's I, feel, I,
1: I feel like it's close. I feel like it's close for him. You would
3: think. They're tweeting yeah. at him all the time. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Unless
1: yeah, – oh, Go ahead, kids. Jeremy.
0: No, I've I, I got plenty I can – yeah. All
1: right. Did. Like did last time we did have you on. It was after after the death match. So it was like February, late February, early yeah. early March. It was after the. was that
3: match. long already? Jeez. Was it yeah. after the? Was it was it the Orin one?
1: Yeah, it was after Oren.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: where where you nearly just tore down the showboat literally? <laughs> and I'm gonna keep on fucking doing it over yeah. and over yeah.
3: and over and over.
1: And now you've done like a thousand of, of these death match. You're, you're becoming like the new deathmatch king like what makes you keep coming back to to these death matches that you want to just all right sure let's do like the thumbtack kick pads and everything like what like what what are you doing cole
3: uh i think i've only done like 10 this year which it's still a a, a fucking chunk that's still a chunk (laughs) don't get me wrong um i i just really enjoy the risk aspect of it um I love so. I grew up loving J.C. Bailey. Um, he was one. Of, he was my first independent wrestler that like I bought into. Um, I love the aspect of being able to wrestle any style, and the 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 fun thing about my pursuit in wrestling is is I really really want to be the absolute best that I can be in every single style of wrestling, whether it's um, strong style, catch as catch can, technical lucha. Deathmatch, match, hardcore, even, you know, sports entertainment type wrestling where it's like a TV style. Um, I really enjoy the aspect of challenging myself to be as good as I can in those. So when it's time to step up to the plate in death matches, I'm your guy. Um, and it's also just a way to keep things fresh, keep things, uh, Kind of like you have to think of things differently when you involve like dangerous ass weapons like, you know, glass and thumbtacks and uh, barbed wire and panes of glass. Like you you really have to um, think through on how things could happen and how things could go wrong. And, you know, right before you're going out those curtain, that curtain, every big spot where you're like, ah, oh, fuck, like there's that, you know, three percent chance. Sorry, my cat. So, my <laughs> Mac. I got one cat licking another, like cleaning them, and the other one's like a big ass baby. So, as a super tough deathmatch wrestler and also a big father of four cats, um, I just really, really enjoy the uh, the risk and the the adrenaline aspect and going out there and doing the damn match and having people lose their fucking minds. And then you come back to the curtain and people are like, yo, you're a fucking madman. Um, and that's just really, really cool. And like the Deathmatch fans have such an appreciation for the art. It's so fucking cool. Um, you know, there would be fans that just come up to me. They're like, they'll, you know, they buy merch and they're like, dude, like we literally drove, you know, 12 hours to see you wrestle at the showboat. Like I had somebody tell me that at of Survival. And I was like, yo, I used to like, Drive twelve hours for like my favorite punk band. Like, what do you mean? Like, you drove twelve hours and paid for a hotel room to see a dorky ass dude like me wrestle. But there's just a whole bunch of different reasons, you know. And I know I ran a lot. It's who I am. We went through this on the last interview, so I do apologize.
0: Oh no, not at all. No, dude, you're the you're the you're the you're the bloody buddy, Cole. People, people (laughs) gotta they gotta they gotta drive out to watch you do your thing. You know there was. There was a kind of a scary weekend a few weeks back where hoodfoot was was hospitalized and then you were hospitalized the next night um both off of death matches um is there anything you want to speak toward with that because you know as someone who's a fan of of you and hoodfoot and and so many others like it's concerning when you see that stuff especially back-to-back nights because you're like i don't want to see you guys getting hurt but obviously there is an inherent risk in what you're doing um do you want to speak to that at all just kind of like what that weekend was like and did just you know i know things are just going to happen it's just the nature of of what y'all are doing but i don't know it's felt like kind of that was kind of a concerning weekend for me seeing you and hoodfoot both get hurt kind of back to back
3: um yeah it was you know love hoodfoot i've known him for his entire career um literally we grew up wrestling the same show every friday um, that was really dumb. Um, he knew he knows it. Like, those are like stabbing each other with broken glass. Like, it's like a real. It's not smart. Um, he's the one that came up with it. Uh, he came up with the idea. Um, and even he'll tell you it was so dumb. So it was. There's just the the thing in death matches that. I don't know, like, I would say worries me, but it's something I try to stay away from is there's a lot of people that just go crazier and crazier, 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 and the, the, that's, it's super cool. Like it's ins- like, it's insane, but there's just some things where I'm like, man, like you could build up and build up to it. And it's regular death match using, you know, regular, like bumps and regular, like, you know, the 2002 to 2000, you know, six, seven, like work rate. and still be safe and build a story out of it and there's just sometimes when I see these like that it's like man like that's insane you know like why would you stab somebody like in your bicep where you can slice an artery and like literally bleed out like a la Nick Gage did obviously it's completely different like those are the things that worry me and you know I obviously talked to Mo and I've hung out with Mo did his benefit show and everything and I love him to death that he, every time I see him, he goes, yeah, that was really fucking dumb. And mm. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty dumb, bro. <laughs> and, and I mean, obviously we're all, we're all, I'm not the smartest person in the world. Um, like, uh, mine, I ended up getting, you know, ten st- or eight stitches, um, which that was whatever, but I was trying to like explain to the hospital people what I do. And they were just so confused. <laughs> they're like, they're like, so you like, you weren't beat up. And I was like, no. And they're like, okay. And like three minutes later, somebody else. And they're like, you sure you didn't get into an altercation? I was like, I was like, I got into a scripted one. I I can, I will test that. I was like, I was like, but eventually I showed them a gif of what happened. And they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, But luckily, like I was able to wrestle like two days later against Joey Janela. So it was fine.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we have we have somebody in our chat. Derek W says, uh, "Are you worried about being stereotyped as a deathmatch wrestler, or if you're just happy like only doing
3: death matches?" Um. So I've always said that I'm not a deathmatch match wrestler. I'm a guy that does death matches. Um, if you looked at my schedule and even in my GCW schedule, I've wrestled more regular matches for GCW this year than I have death matches. Um, I I've done. Two death matches this year outside of GCW, maybe three outside of GCW, and I've done, I think, five or six for GCW. So that's ten, and then I did two last year, I think three the year before that, so I mean, that so that's what, we'll say 18 matches, and then I would say in the last three years alone, I've probably had over two I'd probably say 200 matches. So that's such a small portion of it. I mean, I would, if I wrestled a guy like Gringo Loco, that doesn't make me turn me into a loot store because I've wrestled him, you know, 25 times in a scramble match. Um, I would like to be a guy known as a guy that when I do death matches, I show respect to the art and I'm a guy that's capable of doing them, especially at a high level. Um, I will re- I will wear the fact that I do death matches with pride. I'm not ashamed of that fact at all. I love deathmatch wrestling I think it's fucking cool when you do it right. I think when you look at the guys in Japan and the guys in Australia and the guys in the states and the guys in England and Mexico doing death matches there's a lot of really good fucking talent out there that are also professional wrestlers
0: yeah. Well, in, in, a, a big contrast to kind of the deathmatch stuff that we're talking about this weekend, you got the SCI tournament, you're wrestling Adam priest, right? That's a, uh, yep. so, I mean, so that's, that's the op, I mean, that's going to be, Adam priest is known, you know, as a technical wrestler or a guy who's really good between the ropes. Um, and a guy who's really been killing it in the Southeast, like he's done great in uncharted territory this season. He's gotten over the DDT as a finisher, which I love. Like, I, I, I just love seeing old school moves like that still being used as finishers. Um, I'm really looking forward to to you and Adam Priest. Um, What can people expect out of that? Because if people only know you through deathmatch wrestling, for instance, this is a complete contrast to that, in my opinion.
3: Absolutely. I am honestly looking – this is a match I've been looking forward to for the past two years, legitimately. Um, I think Adam Priest is one of the best professional wrestlers in the United States currently, Uh, contracted, non-contracted, wherever – um, as a professional wrestler, I think Adam Priest is, gets it. He's one of the guys out there. Um, I think me and Adam Priest are going to have probably one of my favorite. Like, this is me just, like, thinking ahead. But I think I think there's all the potential in the world of this being one of my favorite matches. And I think this is probably has the potential to steal the fucking show. Um, that being said, like, I'm completely different than anything Adam Priest has ever wrestled. I think I bring a completely different style to any type of match. And I think this could provide to be really, really fucking good. Is it at the TWE arena? Do you know? I, I think I worked oh, no, 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 on it and I'm literally going there tomorrow so <laughs> now. But I usually said, uh... I just meet up with Mouse and that's how I figure it out. <laughs> there you go. I, I believe it's at Saudi
0: Daisy High School again this okay. year. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've gotten to get out there a few times for the, for the SCI tournament. That's just a great weekend, by the way, I recommend anyone who can make it out to to go check it out. It's uh, they're doing, I think they have a show at TWE tonight yeah, and then yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. And then they got SCI uh, Friday, Saturday. Um, yep. And that's a stacked tournament. It's my favorite tournament of the year every year. Um, you know, I mean, Hey, you, you spoke of uh, of of Mouse, and of course, I'm always going to ask you about how Mouse and Billy Starks are doing, and your whole crew with the BSB. I know you just pulled your eyes. How things going? How things going with, with Mr. Bellamy over there?
3: I mean, Robert. <laughs>
0: I love that. Robert,
3: guys. he's okay. Uh, you know, he's he's angry camera guy. Um, I'm always looking forward to seeing him. He's like you know. My, he's older than me but he's always gonna be my little brother um Billy's Billy's pro- probably doing great I think she's in Georgia hanging out with um, like a friend so I think she's probably doing cool um I get to see him though this weekend so I'm pretty stoked for that um, I know Billy's at SCI I think she's wrestling Robert Martyr Robert in the first Martyr. round yep yep see See, CTE mm-hmm. is a fucking myth. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, no, so like I was, I always get enjoy getting to hang out with Mouse. Um, me and him, we ride in the car a lot. So whenever we go to Rustic shows. So this is just yet another weekend heading to yet another show. But it's fucking SCI, baby. Let's go. Yeah, you ever you ever, <sighs> you ever one, been to?
0: Man. Oh, I'm about to ask if you've been to SCI before. So this will be your first like SCI prom experience. We're gonna be are you gonna be uh, hanging out in front? <laughs> I remember the year that Nick Gage was there and he was like so confused as to what was going
3: on. <laughs> so, it, there's a bar there, right? Yeah, there's like okay, a... So a is, it, is it a good bar or is it like one of those where it's like $80 drinks? Well, so they have
0: like the city cafe, which is like the where everyone like eats and gets like piece of cake and stuff. Um, and then people will like, people are going to bring a lot of alcohol.
3: I'm sure. Um, so yeah, you'll 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 have a good time. I, I'm. I was say it depends on like my intake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How how much I'll probably because I'm like I, I'm not a unsocial per not like not social person, but if I get definitely get a couple uh, Budweisers or Bud Lights or whatever in me, I'll probably turn up. And they have karaoke too, right?
0: They do the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm gonna when, have there
3: to make sure I don't
0: oh yeah i guarantee there will be people up there like singing like my way by violin biscuit and stuff it'll be it'll <laughs> be it'll be your like your typical like wrestling fan type Hell thing yeah. so yeah no, those are great people out there and uh you know like scott hensley um out there and uh i don't know if dylan hale still has a has a part in the sci he was the guy i always used to talk to
3: about it but um, might, it, it might be the second craziest uh because it's at the hotel right
0: yeah, so I can't remember the name of the hotel, but the the yeah. the but that's where the the city cafe is inside the hotel that like okay. everybody stays at. And but the high school is, um, obviously that's a high school, so that the rules there are a little bit different. Like um, but but yeah, they'll they'll have a good crowd there and. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah I mean, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, sorry. Go ahead, Cole.
3: I was about to say it'll probably be like the second craziest hotel experience at a wrestling weekend I've had, so I'm looking forward to that. What craziest? You want? <sighs> yeah,
1: we gotta know. I definitely have to know this because,
3: like, so the first time I go out to GCW in LA, um, mind you, I may or may not enjoy the vitamins that you know LA dispensaries might sure. give out, right? <laughs> for
0: sure, for sure.
3: So, <laughs> land. Um, ten minutes after landing, obviously, I'm like, oh, let's go see, visit a store, and we go visit a go store. And it's me, Effie um alley cat alley cat. <laughs> right now, know. yeah out me effie allison and uh there's some other person and they're like oh let's go to the hotel we go to this really 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 nice hotel and we see you know the first thing i see is somebody just wearing leather like walks like straight by but i'm like it's like a leather bra and like 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 short shorts so i was like okay um that's whatever next thing is some dudes being let out by a leash with a girl. And I'm like, and like Effie's like, I don't know, like we're going to experience whatever this is. And I'm like, all right, like, let's go on through. And there's like, we go in and there's like a whole bunch of like dominatrixes and like these random dudes just hanging out. And there's a dom, like a dominatrix convention going on in the hotel that the GCW cruise is staying at. So you guys, you have guys like Matt few justice, And, like, all the talent just walking through the hotel and, like, all these people. And, like, I'm not king-shaming anybody or whatever. (laughs) Like, you're into whatever. Be happy. It's great. Um, But it's just, like, we were all just, like, what the fuck? So, you have all these, like, cartoon character wrestlers and this huge convention going on the entire weekend we're there. And then it's me uh, and Jimmy Lloyd. And we're, like, it's, like, this, The after the last show we were in L.A. for and we go to like walk out. Oh, it's me, Jimmy Lloyd, Drew Parker. I'm sorry. And we go to walk out, and there's an after party at this Dominatrix convention. And everybody, we were all like, uh, and we just like take a peek inside it. And I was like, they were going pretty crazy in this like meeting room. And I was like, all right, well, I got my story. I'm good. Let's get to the next hotel. I need a drink.
0: Oh, tell me, tell me, Jimmy Lloyd and Drew Parker like went in and hung out for a while, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, um, we didn't hang out. Uh, it was we literally like we didn't go to like you know to like in a strip club that would be called Creepers Row or nothing. But we definitely like creeped inside. We all got like a beer, and it's like like just because ex- like you gotta experience it. You just right. gotta see like, and it's just like. We're just like, and yeah, yeah. It was just like, what the fuck's going on? And like, eventually Effie's like, Effie walks by and he goes, it's just another day, honey. Let's go. And, like we all. Just <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, like I get it. But I'll, we were all just like, what's the fucking timing of like this cartoon character cast of fucking talent. Effie, Alley Cash, Dark Chic was also there. We had, um, like not there presently, but like staying at the hotel. And I was like, wow, like, all right. So there's like a couple of them that I didn't go. I can say that. But there was a couple of them that went to the actual convention. They said it was a great time. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, thank you for the, the thing. I appreciate it. On my way up to 10K. <laughs> oh, hit oh, yes. That, that fall.
1: Yes. follow. Yes. Follow Cole. Um, I, <laughs> Sorry, I, gotta I ask just all
3: that. Good
1: <laughs> we try we try to promote we try to promote on there there you go jensen's just pointing to his own name What a Well, i get it uh i i gotta ask follow-up questions on one you, you talked about beer having a couple budweiser's and so we what buried like? beer here on this show like you, you gotta drink something like better than just generic budweiser's
3: right i'm not much of a drinker though that's the thing
1: well that's good too
3: so like I prefer the weed a lot it's more it. than I prefer. Sure. Yeah. I, I, oh, totally <laughs> I got to build it up brother. I'm a worker. What do you mean? <laughs> True. Um, I prefer, I just prefer weed over alcohol personally. Um, but when I do drink is Bud light. So I think that's a little bit better than Budweiser. Um, and then I'll drink like Tito's or vodka or like hey. stuff like that. If I want to drink alcohol, like I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, we we I, just, I, bar- we just bury beer here on this show. That's what, that's what we try to do.
3: Uh, I respect I that. Uh, no, I, I drink a couple craft beers. Like uh, I find there's this weird thing I've discovered over my career is I wrestle for like craft at a craft brewery or outside of one or right beside one, like at least once a month. So now I'm just like, all right, I'll go there and I'll get like a six pack or whatever. And I'll like enjoy it over the course of a month. But when an NFL Sunday comes back, whoo, the beer belly's back, baby. I'm excited. I mean, doesn't preseason start tonight? No, the uh, Hall think, of Fame game's tonight. Yeah, Hall the Hall of Fame, fame game. game. That's right. Yeah, that's it was right, technically that. You preseason. You guys have a, NFL, like a football show now, right? Yeah, I doubt.
0: Yeah, it's me, um,
3: Rob Wilkins and Doug with a three yeah, device from I, I thought I was gonna get a guest spot and nobody answered. When did you I didn't Why did you guys it. ignore Cole? You think why, I was, Thanks, Jeremy you, I, you, you know what you, Jeremy I, I appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hold on a second. Did you when,
0: where did you where did
1: you send it?
3: Oh you're gonna oh, make me pull up the tape. No. Like I'm gonna pull you this
1: take. up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I have Hello? another question that I'll let you. I'll let you know go. I would.
0: Hey, hey, I'm gonna answer real quick though. Cole, you're absolutely invited on to talk about your. I'm gonna cult. screenshot so whenever, whenever it. I'm gonna we... put
1: this. I'm gonna put this on screen. Cole's gone dark. Cole, I got you. I got yeah. you on this. Cole. You got it. Let's uh, go. Thank. Yeah, yeah. You. yeah. Hold on. Uh, but I got. I gotta ask another question. Uh, another follow up. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke mm-hmm. song?
3: Oh come on, brother! Don't do that to me. <laughs> you can have um, more than one
1: but like what you get up there and you like all done, right i'm locked i haven't in done this
3: karaoke song. in like since i was like eight <laughs> legitimately um oh god i remember when i was like a kid i did karaoke for uh god i think i did like "Live Some an angel or something really dumb like that <laughs> it's like hinder yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I that. I yeah. an Angel and uh Better Than Me by Hinder all in the same night. I was really going through it at like eight, nine years old. It was a real nice. struggle bus.
0: Man. Did you find the tweet or something, Jim? I got like, it. I'm pulling it up. Oh, okay. I'm uploading
1: it. Here it is. I, hold okay. on. It's, it's uploading on the StreamYard right there. <laughs> this is in
0: reply. Oh, that was a reply to my tweet. Oh, that was no. replying to your tweet, that?
1: Jensen. And as you can see, no
0: replies. So you just ignored him. You ignored him, Steve Henson. Cole, you're asking.
3: That's how this one's work. We don't get to go back to it.
0: Probably the only person who responded to it too, and I somehow missed it. Hold on, let me let me get let me get that pulled up. I'm gonna light the team right now so y'all know that I saw it. Here it is. Dude, Cole, you're you're more than welcome on. You're a big Colts fan, right?
3: Oh yeah. I'm a big Colts guy.
0: What okay. do you
1: what do you think of McAfee's performance?
0: Uh, wrestling,
1: yeah, I mean wrestling, tea, talk show commentary. Um, so, uh,
3: oh God, you know I'm a mark for McAfee and Jeremy. I appreciate the response. How many days later? Oh, no i just responded okay. just yeah this now. is jensen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, jensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what i meant i'm sorry yeah yeah uh, i just i just
0: i just responded i just responded. You had to be bullied into responding live
1: on the know, air right?
3: too really, really, really insane. Um, um, so as a wrestler i think mcafee pat's really really dope um kevin giza got to work with him like years ago when mcafee first bought the ring with ovw um like what you can tell, what I really, really like about Pat McAfee is, is when he does something, he does it to the fullest, and like he respects the art of pro wrestling. Like he did the stuff with Adam Cole and uh, Triple H on the show, and obviously it was like stuff that was worked or whatever. And then like he wore a neck brace for like a straight week after one of his matches. Like he'd always like would like talk about wrestling and like would say it in like have respectful like respectful tones to it, and then would talk about you know, how hard it is and like the things people go through and he always puts people over about that. And then whenever you watch him, you can tell like one, he's having a fucking blast Two, the guy really loves doing it. And then three, you can tell like he works really, really hard at like trying to be as prepared and as um, successful as he can be in wrestling. Talk show wise he's like the only NFL talk show that I'm like, man, I got to listen to. Like uh what time is it because his show comes on at twelve yeah, so his show starts at twelve
1: yeah <laughs> yeah let's let's make sure we work around
3: that. Right, okay, okay I'm still a mark all right I had a guy <laughs> try to buy my Mac features off of me for three hundred dollars at SummerSlam wow. I said no I can't I'm t- it's too sentimental to me now but yeah um also if you guys do you guys watch Smackdown a lot with commentary yeah I do Jensen doesn't okay. watch it not so much tell me. Tell me that Michael Cole hasn't been the absolute best since Pat McAfee joined. Oh, yeah,
0: I, I agree with that. Even just from me watching their pay-per-views, I can tell that,
3: yeah. You, you can tell that, like, Michael Cole is just, like, having so much more fun. It's a lot more looser because Pat McAfee is just going to say whatever the fuck he wants. Like, um, you know, if you ever listen to his talk show, like, Pat McAfee is very much of a guy that's like, hey, I'm going to say what I want to say. Like, I'm a player's first, organization second person. <laughs> So like, um, I think he's just a really good person as a as a person and a good person to have in the locker room because he doesn't like dealing with negativity, and you can hear that throughout his podcasts or just listening to his show and stuff like that.
1: I have to ask a Parks and Rec question now. It was it was in our chat. Thoughts on this is from Kaden. Thoughts on Jerry from Parks and Rec.
3: Um.
1: I'm Come on. You're going, Gary, Gary, Jerry, whatever you want to call him. His real name was Jerry.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah.
1: You think you got a bad rap on the show? You think you too much hate?
3: Uh, okay. But like, too much is a relative term. Like, there's just some of the shit that he did, and you're just like, yeah, fuck him. But like, still, like, it's one of those things where like you either love him or you hate him so much that you love him. Right.
1: He tried. He did his best. Yeah. He got picked on a lot. He got picked on a lot. He got
3: bullied. Don't be a bully. He was
1: always be bullied. a
3: star. <laughs> fair, fair.
1: Always, always bullying. Who was your favorite character from Parks and Rec?
3: Little Sebastian.
1: Okay, besides Little Sebastian.
3: Was, uh, Little <laughs> Sebastian. I thought, here's the thing with Little Sebastian I love in uh, Parks and Rec, is that how all the characters interacted with him. That's yeah. how I, that's so... He's a, it is a character, just like Spider Pig was a character in, in the South Park movie. Still my favorite character, in, or not South Park, but the Simpsons movie. Okay, CT Israel. <laughs> um,
1: I'm going to ask what, one more because we, we have, uh, I don't I want to keep you to pass, pass back Pat McAfee's show. I'm, I'm
3: okay. just joking with you all. I'll be on here as long as you guys want me. I just randomly rant. And I hate it. I that. got things to do, Cole.
1: I got, I got kids running around here. Whoa, I got, I got ki- kids want to come in here and use my computer to play their video games and stuff. I, I don't live here. I just exist <laughs> in their world. Um, but I, I got to ask you this, because you, actually, this is more of a compliment than a question. It'll turn into a question. You started our, we, we have our final oh, question yes. now on this yes. show, is what's the coolest thing in your room? This is yeah. what we ask every guest as our last question on the show. You started this because I believe the poster behind you. I I was wondering what it was. Yeah. That, yeah. The, the Indiana poster. I was wondering what it was. was. Yeah. I was wondering what it was when you were on and I was like, what is that? And then you told the story of that and you talked about all the other posters and stuff. And so we thought it'd be a good idea. Let's just ask all of our guests. What's the coolest thing in your room. And it started because of you. I don't know. Like we don't get royalties off of this show, but if we did, we would send you like some royalties because without this question, like It's become our closer. We've gotten some really cool stories out of it, too. So I, now I got to know, like, is that the coolest thing in your room? And if not, like, what is the actual coolest thing you have in your room?
0: GCW Extreme Championship is probably way up there. We saw that, that already. Cool. Yeah.
3: Though, yeah. yeah. That is cool. Yeah. All right. You want to see the, the new? the? It's not. Okay. Yeah. Ah, damn, I got two. Are we going for the pop or are we going for the Sentimental.
0: Well, for whatever whatever
1: you want, yeah.
3: you can do both. Yeah, show us both. Yeah, uh, all right. I'll just get I'll just get the pop because that's, that's okay. my personal favorite. Okay. So, I called Hoodfoot an idiot earlier, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is my. Does that of Hoodfoot barbecuing. Yes. How cool is that? So this is at a wrestling show, and Hoodfoot was match one just because he was the. Uh, the, the barbecuer, uh, the, the grill master for the day. So he was match one, and then by match two, he was already out slinging burgers, getting the food ready. And it was just hilarious because, like, he had a beer in his hand the whole time, and it's just being Uncle Hoodfoot, having a towel over his shoulder. And obviously, I was match two, and my girlfriend snaps this photo of Hoodfoot. And so now it's just a framed photo in our house because it's, a, it's just the funniest shit to us. <laughs> like that, that just... Bad rules. That is hilarious. That is uh, great. I love that. So We got that one. And then let me see how hard this was to take off. My girlfriend is the one that sets all these ups. So I don't want to fuck that up. Fuck up we'll just move over to it. Because <laughs> I would have t- taken it off. And she's like, you fucked that up. So <laughs> it's not these two. So these two are pretty cool. The Rock and... uh mankind um valentine's day cards but what's really cool is this photo right here um is a signed autograph from mcfoley um he did a he does a comedy show and he there's a comedy uh there's a comedy uh club in bloomington called the comedy addicts and when i went to my first day at my training school my dad took me to the comedy attic to watch mcfoley so that photo is from my that photo is like relative to the very first day I started trading to be a wrestler. So it's kind of cool to like look back on. And I also love Mick Foley because he's a fucking man. Yeah. Dude, yeah, those are great. Those are great. Um, um, oh, actually. Well, I got more. Oh, yeah. Started. Let's see it. Let's see it. So we talked about my love for the Colts. I mean, obviously, I have a, I have a lot more of these. But this is um, one of the very cool like paid manning like uh trading cards yeah i have actually like 12 of them like i have like a rookie card i have like a pennant card where it's like a flag like i have a whole bunch that some fan mind you i'm again the chat already knows but i'm stoned out of my gourd at a wrestling show <laughs> in columbus and some is like cool cool i got something for you and hands me like all these trading cards and i was just like what the fuck (laughs) like (laughs) all right like sick so now i got a whole bunch of trading cards if anybody has a pat back if you want and they just want to gift one to your boy let me know i may may or may not switch you out a merch item instead um but like yeah so the paid manning trading cards is probably one of the cooler things in my house so so the next, I, would, next I step, wish I could talk football with Stephen, but I wasn't. Hey, doing that. oh <laughs> come on, man! You are you are you are
0: very much invited. You are very much invited. Hey, hey, next next step is you you got to take that uh, those trading cards and turn them into uh, you got to blink them out like Logan Paul and wear them out to the ring and like a big on a big chain. Oh my gosh! Anyways, he's not a he's not a heel. He's not a heel. That's, either is Logan Paul. He is a heel. I, was, I he, mean, depending on how you look at it. He did though, when he like,
2: did a
3: Pokemon. Did, but do do we hate him now after his SummerSlam match? Because like honestly, like both matches he had, bangers. Yeah. Steven oh, yeah, Jensen's yeah.
1: best friends with Logan Paul. That's no, what I learned today. I met him one time and he was very nice <laughs> to me. And Bro, but you and I, Logan
3: Paul are best friends. Can you put me? Yeah, in that's what I that's what I learned <laughs> on this show today.
0: Yeah, man, I'll, I'll get you on impulsive, man. No, no, no problem, no problem. <laughs> hey, I uh no, we we were talking about him a little bit earlier today. Um, we talked a little SummerSlam. We also talked a little uh, Ric Flair's last match, and uh, I just wanted to ask you kind of as we wrapped up here because you know I saw man I marked out seeing like Jimmy Lloyd like dapping up for Flair at the end of the show. <laughs> like like you, Ric Flair walked right up to Blake Christian. You could tell Blake was like me, like okay, like all right. And uh, how did you feel about kind of that whole experience? Like I, th- I thought I thought the show was. Uh, the show itself I thought was really well done. It was cool to see a lot of the talent on it. But do you have any kind of opinion you want out there about like Ric Flair wrestling that night? Because it was it was scary for a lot of the fans. So uh I, I think
3: I think everybody had a bated breath, but at the end of the day, like he's a grown man. Right. He can make his own decisions. Uh he's a legend. Um and I don't think the people that were in that match would have done it if they thought it could have gone horribly wrong. Sure. So, like, I, on my head, I was like, I'm just going to trust the professionals uh, on this. Um, I thought, it, man, I just thought that venue looked so fucking cool. Like, I don't know yeah. how it came across on, like, Fight or whatever streaming platform. I believe it was on Fight. Yeah. Um, like, I just thought that venue looked awesome. Like, in person, I was like, God damn, like, yeah, it was just really, really cool. I love the TV set. I thought it was such a cool little thing. Um, I just thought, you know, even going out there, I was the fucking beer guy when Manchester won. Like, hell yeah, I had the fucking best job on the show. Like, I one of the best jobs on the show, you know what I mean? I, even just standing on the stage, there's just a lot of people there. It, like, when Flair went out, like, that, it it like it was, it was packed. Like for the whole show, but like every seat was like filled that was available for Flair's match, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's him a good perspective. Flair's Swan song is just him saying goodbye with Jimmy Wood, yes, name. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jimmy
1: Wood there, and he's just saying uh goodbye with putting over Kid Rock as his final yeah. promo, which is yeah, great. One,
0: Very one. Impressive. One last question I've got because I, it was announced yesterday. How, what's your reaction to seeing that Mance Warner's wrestling John Moxley on AEW Rampage? Because that's got to be huge for the whole GCW roster
3: scene stuff like that. Let's fucking go. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> sick. That's really sick. Um I've again, Mancer is another guy I've known literally like I think one of his first match, like his first match outside of the like, out outside of Indiana, it was with a road trip that we were both on together. Like, um I've known Mancer literally for six-plus years now. Like, uh, and I think it's really fucking cool to see a guy like that, you know, get – be on that stage. He definitely deserves it.
0: Yeah. And then this kind of goes full circle because about five years ago or so – The first person to ever tell me about Mance Warner and he said, Hey, this guy's gonna be huge if you don't know about him. Like you gotta, you gotta you gotta talk to him. You gotta meet him at a show. First person to ever tell me about Mance Warner was Mouse, Robert Bellamy. So there you go. You suck, Robert.
3: You don't have to put Robert over.
0: You could have put over
3: you could have said anybody told you that. That's true.
0: (laughs) I could I could have just made something up. I I love I love Robert because he's one of those dudes that I met just naturally by going to shows and just by being around him and just, just next thing, you know, we're talking next thing. I know I realize he's taking pictures. Next thing I know, I realize his, his daughter is wrestling and now they, now what it's become with the BSB. So, um, and it just feel like that was a lifetime ago. That was like five years ago and just so much has happened since then. But
3: and what's um, going cra- what to be crazier is in five years when Billy signed to a contract and I'm retired oh. running the training school, it's fucking great. <laughs> Miles is going to handle the business aspect. Her mom can handle the financial. Billy can, Billy and her boyfriend can go and wrestle and have contracts. And then I'll just be the old guy, just half broken down <laughs> at, you know, 29, 30. <laughs> just, uh, all right, let me show yeah. you what a back pump is. All right, me. somebody else get in here. Do it real quick. You know <laughs> what I mean?
0: Well, hey, last thing I got before we get out of here, good luck this weekend at the SCI, man. You're going to have a blast good luck in the tournament for those of you who uh want to watch it'll be available on independentwrestling.tv is it live i thought it's live i believe right? it's live both nights Live. y'all can use code fight talk if you want to uh check the platform out that helps me out when y'all use that code um and i i say it all the time and i don't i legitimately mean this i think iwtv is the best 10 bucks a month you can spend on any on any streaming service that has to do with combat sports i love iwtv um, so yeah. check it out. You, 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 just this weekend alone, you're going to get TWE tonight. You're going to get, uh, SCI over the weekend. I mean, great value in my opinion. And Cole, you're going to kill it, man. I, I, I'm very excited for your first SCI weekend.
3: Dude, I'm stoked too. Um, it's, it's pretty cool because like SCI has always been like a, uh, wow. Fuck those people. Sorry. Brittany, Greer, uh, grinder's decision. Uh, like I said, this just went out. So, um, I, I'm pretty excited for SCI, uh, especially when I started wrestling. Like it was, um, it was like a big tournament, and it was something like you had to like work to and get to know that. Like I don't want to say in like a political way, but you had to be, you know, you had to know the right people. Like you had to, uh, you know, do futures, and you had to do the rumble, and you had to do this. And I got in it off of hope I. I believe Merit alone. Yeah. I didn't, I've never done the SEI rumble and I've never done futures or the, like any other things like that. So that's, that's really, it's like, um, it's like a thing of pride, honestly, like going into this week and knowing like I got here on my like work ethic and stuff like that. Um, And then I'm going to win the whole goddamn tournament with work ethic and all that shit. So I'm really excited for it. Who knows? Maybe I have one beer. (laughs) Two beer, three beers. Do a little karaoke. People well, will be like, people just probably not like me anymore after karaoke mm-hmm. night. But
0: yeah. hey, so so j- just so everyone knows uh, that the future showcase that Cole's talking about that'll be on Saturday afternoon too. So like you have yeah. that on IWTV live also. They make a whole weekend out of it. So um, yeah,
3: and it's always like it's always good wrestling. Like throughout the whole weekend, it's always great matches i'm just proud i'm just proud of the fact that i not that i had this that i got to skip it but I, like i didn't have i did it i went my own route with it and got there
0: no you're right though that usually was the path you either had to be in like really good with like you know, shout out Dylan Hale, Scott Henson, shout uh, out Matt, Matt, Matt um, Griffin, friend of the show. Matt's been on the show. Love um, Matt. Um, and you know, it's like the action wrestling future showcase. So he has a big hand in that. And and yeah, I know even like Billy, even though Billy was still pretty high status when she did futures, like she went through futures as well. I mean, so yeah, you've carved your own path, man. And I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I will absolutely be watching live, and I'll be I'll be tweeting about it uh, as it's going on. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get as many people as I can to to watch those shows. So.
3: Jeremy, you know what's crazy? What's that? He's gonna be tweeting a live about the show. He couldn't even tweet me back about the <laughs> NFL insane.
0: Oh man. It's crazy. Oh, you know I love you, man. Like my heart
3: hurts. <laughs> oh come
0: on, dude. Man, I've been on the Cole Roderick bandwagon since like I mean, it's gotta be so You're her, freedom, you're man. you're
1: making Jensen feel so bad right now. I oh, love I it. I think Peter it's man. great. But he's feeling so bad right now. Cole, we appreciate you you <laughs> joining us live. Our first like live interview with, with somebody. So Cole has always been a transcender on the show from asking uh you know, coolest thing in your room to now uh being our first live interview. We appreciate it. I'm glad you're well after this weekend. Yeah. This very scary picture that you posted. I'm glad you and the the girlfriend are well after that. And let everybody know where they can find you at uh on social media or or elsewhere. Like that. that one.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that yeah, is my, what I mean? Yep, yeah, That's my Instagram and my Twitter. So hit me up on either one of those. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Cole Radrick. Please do not look up my real life stuff. Uh, that's been a really weird influx. of lately, which is also cool. Cause I guess that means people like me, but please, <laughs>
1: There you go. Thank you. Thank you again, Cole. Real appreciate it. Good luck this weekend at SCI and congrats on winning the GCW extreme championship, kicking the shit out of Marco stunt that, that big strong man that he is. Uh, Thank you, Cole. We appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks man. Thank you guys. We'll we'll do our own football show. You know what? We'll just, I, I got a, I got Twitch. I got YouTube. Just the, the Cole and Jeremy football show. That's what we'll do. We don't, we don't need Steven Jensen.
0: Oh man. We'll have like a, like an an NFL XFL type rivalry. I'll, um, and Cole, (laughs) Cole, I I will be in contact soon about getting you on soon to talk some football, man.
3: For sure. For sure. You you think so, Jeremy? I don't know. Well, I, I, I thought I was sure going to get at least a like back on the original comment. Yeah, I mean, nothing. I just liked it and hit the I,
0: I said yes. Okay. I publicly, I publicly accepted. Nah,
3: I don't know how good. I missed that, by the way. I have no idea how I missed that. But <laughs> no, anyway. nah, I, I'm nobody. It's okay. I'm, I'm used goods. You already got me. I already said I would do the interview. And you're like, oh, yeah. I don't need <laughs> hey,
0: I'll pull back the curtain a little bit more. So over over the weekend, um, I guess it was probably Friday when you put up the thing about your eight by tens. That was just – I just saw you were, like, selling $5 8-by-10s, and I was like, this is a good deal. So I hit up Cole, and I was like, hey, man, can I get a signed 8-by-10? Let me know where to send the money. Sent it on over. I had no idea you are going to be winning the GCW Extreme Championship that night. So, like – so it's like it just kind of – you know, I'm all, I'm already buying merch. And then it's like, oh, okay, wait a second. I bet Cole would want to come on the show. He just won this championship. So, like, the timing just kind of worked out great, too. I would work on dur- show. Yeah, of course. We I mean appreciate we appreciate it. it. We we yes. do appreciate it. But but no, trust me, man, like we're gonna need people to talk about football with us over the season. Like so Yeah,
3: yeah and I mean it all starts with a <laughs> comment or a like back on a tweet. <laughs> dad, until your co host had to literally be like, Hey, Cole did actually say something. Cole, <laughs> yo, dude, you know you can it's just okay. message you just me. Message me Cole. I'm you nobody. Can just send, I'm,
0: just send me a message and say, Steven, I want to go on the show, and I'll he DM you back. No, he wanted Wait, to put it out do, there in the do public. Do he was so football? excited.
3: That's true. That's true. Do he you have fantasy so... football, Stephen?
0: I do, yeah. Big into fantasy football. Huh? Yeah, I'm very big into fantasy football.
3: So if you have an extra spot in a league or two, let me know. Because...
0: I'll let you know. I'll let you know if something opens up. It's, it's been me and my buddy since high school, so it's, it's pretty rare that something opens. I know you're like rolling your eyes like, Cole, you're one of the only people I've met on the show more than <laughs> once, ever. That's Hey, if, if anything opens up, I will let you know. 100%. I hope
1: when you go to GCW on August 20th in Atlanta, Steven Jensen, that Cole Radrick just kicks the shit out of you. Just, you know, just gives you a nice little forearm shot to the head. Me and Cole are going to be doing this show from now on. Just, get, I mean, honestly, just kick <laughs> Jeremy, Jensen
3: out of here. <laughs> even if I went up to Stephen, and he just might act like it's Twitter and just not acknowledge me. Yeah, he, he might not say much. anything. like, who, <laughs> oh my who,
1: who are you? Yeah.
3: He's like, oh, come on. He's like, <laughs> do you do you subscribe to the Patreon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got you a
1: rifle member?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I you know, and, and to be fair, Cole was honestly one of the only people that like when I when I went to that GCW show, I got a few DMs from a couple wrestlers that knew I was there. Cole was like one of the one of the only ones that was like, hey man, let's meet up when the show's over. And I was like, dude, that made me feel great. Like I appreciate that. And we got to talk a little bit after the show. Cole, so.
1: cole radrick you've always you've seemed like a nice guy i've done this show multiple times for some reason i certainly don't understand why anybody would ignore you publicly on twitter <laughs> dude. So. am i right like i don't get that's it
3: crazy to me i literally was like yo man like let's get to know each other like let's hang out with <laughs> and then i'm like he's like let's do, thank you for doing the show man you really great and then all i say is hey i can talk fucking football I could talk, and I love wrestling. Wrestling is my passion. I love it more than anything else. I've never wanted to do anything else in my life. But I could talk something outside of wrestling for like two fucking seconds and I get ignored. Hey. <laughs> Even, hey. My heart can only handle so much. Jensen's hey. hey. going to me message place,
1: you every single week. Every single week. Like, you're under the show? You're under the show? You're into the show? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Like,
3: that's the thing. It's like, I give me like a five-minute guest <laughs> spot when I comment and I'm like, what's up? Here's the bangers. Here's the losers. Fire Trevor Lawrence, and let's go. Hey. Trevor Lawrence is the god.
0: <laughs> Thank nice. you, Steven. Who's, Thank who's you going call. to who's,
3: who's winning the Super Bowl this year?
0: Oh, well, I'm very biased. So this is like okay, the me if Cody Rhodes is going to win the, the WWE Championship. Who? Oh, I said this. This is like asking me if Cody Rhodes is going to win the WWE Championship
3: because I'm a huge Cody, Mark. Um, we know. Yeah, so right.
0: Uh, I'm a big a big mark for the Minnesota Vikings. So, of course, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. But okay,
3: now if you were using, and I say this in the most loving way because I had to use this the same if we're using our brains here and putting a thousand dollars on the line,
0: yeah, You're putting uh, yeah. Probably, you put in money, probably man. It's hard for me to, it, no matter how old he gets, it's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady. Like, I think the Bucs are always going to be in the mix, and I think they've done a good job. like, Supplementing their wide their wide receivers and their their tight ends and stuff in the off season for him, um, I don't know. I, I think Josh Allen in in, in the Bills they're going to be real dangerous with uh, Stefan Diggs and stuff. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd probably go into my head. I'd probably just go with the Bucks because Tom Brady's a, a winner. So okay,
3: what about you? Um, well, obviously the Indianapolis Colts are going to be undefeated, of course, right? Yeah, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I think. If the Rams re-sign OBJ, I think the Rams probably have a really good chance of going back to back. I think when Matthew Stafford gets hot, it's just one of those things that you can't fucking stop him. And especially with him having the confidence now after leaving Detroit, first year winning a Super Bowl, and then him being like, "Oh yeah, I am a fucking guy." Like, I think that goes a long way. Um, I think, I think the Buffalo Bills. Uh, if you would have asked me like Sunday, I would, would probably would have said the Buffalo Bills, but they just lost Jordan Poyer and somebody else for like eight or nine. I don't know if it's for the year or for whatever. Um, so I'm going to say the Rams and the Bucks are probably going to be my my two that I would imagine. I mean, there's always going to be the Patrick Mahomes and right. other guys. Um, I think Mac Jones and the Patriots have a crazy year. I think they have, like, I think Mac Jones is going to show a lot of improvement, probably a lot more scrambling and a lot more of, like, a deep pass threat, but that's what I think is going to happen. I think Colts fucking at least make the playoffs. That's all I give a fuck about. We don't have Carson Wentz anymore. Like, I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. That's how I feel about the Vikings, too. Like, you know, obviously with us having Kevin O'Connell as our head coach now, that's going to be cool to have, like, a young guy who, like, came from a winning team with, with the Rams and stuff and a new mindset and... I'm i I'm a Kirk cousins fan, know he's really divisive within the fan base, but I, I like him and I like what we've put around him. So I'm excited. Jeremy, what, what would you say? Of, give me your bias pick and then who you think more realistically might be able to do this.
1: I can't even pretend to be biased with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I, hmm. I at least like Baker? Baker. I like Baker. He's an upgrade over Darnold. Darnold was just awful yeah. last season. Uh, Like Baker, I don't mind him. Last season I'll chalk up to the shoulder thing, but, he won a playoff game in Cleveland, okay? Like that that's a that's a big deal. And that was only a couple seasons ago. So I do like Baker. They actually improved the offensive line, so that should be good. Uh, but like I can't even be biased. Like, yeah, the Panthers are definitely gonna win the Super Bowl. Uh, I like I'm not writing off Mahomes, you know, after the Super Bowl disappointment, and then last season, I think the Chiefs come back a little bit stronger this year. So I'm going Chiefs in the AFC and then NFC. It is very tough to, to bet against Tom Brady. And then, but yeah, the Rams, they're, they're the defending champions for a reason. And Rodgers, it's always tough to bet against him as well. I like, I think the Rams, though. Uh, I'll go with the Rams. They'll probably be a surprise team. There's always that, like, who had the Bengals making it last year? Right. right. Like, they, there's sure. always that team that just it comes out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, they're in the Super Bowl now.
3: I just want the Jets. I want Zach Wilson just to be a fucking dog. That's it. He's already a dog <laughs> off the field. Yes. So he is. I just need him to be a dog on the field. <laughs> Apparently, though, Joe Flacco outplayed him yesterday. So who knows? That's okay. Oof. That's not oof. Good. I
1: didn't know Joe Flacco was still in the league.
3: So, yeah. Still hanging on. Yeah. Still hanging on. <laughs> hey. Backup money? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad position to be in for no, a lot of guys. No. Yeah. A third string backup QB that's won a super bowl and gets at least that minimum all, all right, right. Yeah. yeah i'm not just gonna knock me you. up
1: hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go Cole, thank you thank you again buddy we gotta we gotta run through our final topics here Stephen jensen Cole, thank you jensen thank will you. have you on the football show i'll make We did,
0: we i just did what are you talking
1: that's, about that's what well, no. Just
0: happened did you the it actual- just it just happened did you no, I'm man. kidding. Nicole, I'll be in touch soon, man. We'll definitely get you on the show, man. Hey, and and I do appreciate you coming on this morning. I know it's like it's early. You got a lot of stuff going on uh over the weekend and with the accident and everything. So we really do appreciate you coming on, man. We really do. We do.
3: No, yeah. I love being on here. Anytime you guys want me on, just let me know. Uh sorry for all the ranting. You guys know what you signed oh, up good. for. But you guys are the best. I appreciate y'all. You're yeah, great. Appreciate we appreciate you, Cole. Cool. Yeah, Thanks man. brother.
1: Bye. All right,
0: Cole awesome. Radrick, what a great guy! What a great what dude! A great what Gary. a great dude! I, I I legitimately feel bad for missing that tweet. I don't know how <laughs> I missed it. Um, but uh, no, he's he's more than welcome to come on talk some football. I know that uh, Rob's a fan. I know that Doug's a big fan of Cole's. Like, I mean, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Um, give me just one second here, Jeremy. Just let me okay. grab a little bit of extra water, just so th- this is. We usually by now I'm uh, forty five minutes into my my shoot job after yeah. doing this, so got to recalibrate you know, longest, a little bit. Longest well, uh, show ever. Yeah, great show though. And th- th- once again, thank you to Cole Ryder for joining. I, I know I'm sound like I'm sitting here kissing his ass at this point. It 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 does mean a lot to me for somebody to have a weekend like he just had with all the yeah. travel and the matches, and then to get in this big accident. Him and his girlfriend, and they're trying to get that stuff sorted. And and to for him to, I mean, I, to my knowledge, he had to get car repair stuff done earlier today, and that's why he couldn't make it earlier to the show. And so he's literally going from like real life stuff that like he it, let me put it this way it could have been very easy and i wouldn't have taken it personally and it would have been totally understandable if he just couldn't have made it today but he made time for us and i really do appreciate that so I mean, you
1: we were originally we always tried to set up the interviews on like tuesdays and you're like hey i think cole's gonna join us live at 9 30 when we start this show i was like okay that's cool and then you messaged me and you're like hey he's taking care of like car stuff i don't think he's gonna be able to do it i was like all right then no worries we'll, we'll figure it out we'll just do a show um and then literally, like, 10 minutes later, maybe even less than that, he was like, actually, Cole said he's going to join us about 11 and, and do the show with us That was like, all right, even even better. So the fact that he was like, yeah, 9.30 is not going to quite work, but I'll make 11 work. And then he was here. He hung out with us for, like, an hour, like, more than an hour, I think. Uh, Yeah, j- just thank, thank you to Cole because it was a long weekend. Just the wrestling-wise for him was a, was yeah. a long weekend, like – I know he wrestled twice on Friday and then he comes out and he said he was part of the beer guys at Mancer show on Sunday. So it was a long weekend for him, just that, and everything with the car accident uh We appreciate him jumping on and, and doing the show. with us. You Go know get we, some water. Yeah. You, you, know, you
0: know it. what we should do real quick. We, I'm going to throw this idea out there. You gotta You calibrate the chat, but let, let me know how y'all feel about this. I think, cause we've been doing this show now for, cause we interviewed him. He said in two hours and
1: 14 minutes.
0: No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Like oh. we'll be started doing the show. To, like, uh, like, when the spotlight started. Like oh, the, February. Since February. February. Yes. We're getting to a point now, because we've had a lot of guests, and I don't want anyone to feel left out or anything, but I kind of like the idea of, like, a spotlight Hall of Fame at some point. Like, people that have come on the show that we, like, make oh, a Hall of Fame famous. for. And, like, I yeah. think Cole Radrick really should be, like, the first member. He's a repeat guest, GCW Extreme Champion, first interview since becoming the champion with us. Like, this is big for our show, I feel like. So Cole Radrick, you're on the short list for whenever we start a spotlight hall of fame. Your name will probably be on there. So congratulations. We'll do, sir. It. We'll
1: do it at the year, Mark. We'll do it. We'll in imdu- yeah, we'll a hall of fame at the year. Mark. We'll
0: get a hall of fame. We'll induct like four people a year or something like that and just keep it going. So I don't know if we need um, that many inductions. I don't know, man. We get a lot of guests. All right, let, let me um right. let me get Go some water. I'll be right back, yes.
1: y'all. Go get some water, Stephen Jensen. He's parched the long show. He's usually checked out by now. I do this all day. This is this is what I do love this business so i'm here all all day he's got a kenny omega figure in the background there guys we still have AEW to talk about uh we still have uh, other to talk about as well we probably have like another hour left in this show i'm gonna try to run through uh the the topics here at the end but we appreciate y'all hanging out with us on this thursday which has now turned into an afternoon um it's a uh, Right, I'm, getting, I'm getting messages of the, the updates from what the others in this house are doing as I've still been going on about this show. Everybody else is living a life outside of these four walls uh, as I just do my my silly wrestling show. And yeah, I'm just here doing this. And meanwhile, there's like real life going on around me. Uh, so I got I to gotta keep updated on that stuff. But we appreciate you guys hanging out on this stuff. It's been a... It's been a week. It's been a long week for for everybody, but hopefully everybody's had a good week, good week of wrestling, fun week of wrestling, especially with Triple H in charge right now. Derek says Cole seems like a down to earth dude. More behind the scenes stuff. Uh, after we interviewed Cole the first time, we probably talked to him for like another half hour, forty five minutes, just bantering about life and whatnot. So yeah, he, he i never met him in real life. I know I know Steve Jensen has, and then he ignored him on Twitter, but you see just talking to him the few times that we have talked on this show and interacted on social media, seems like one of the nicest dudes in in the world. And the fact that he makes time for our silly show to come on live, uh, speaks a lot about him and and the person that he is. And it was really cool watching him win the the title this weekend. That's the the fun thing that I've personally enjoyed about this show. Um, is that like, Watching other people who we, we've had on or maybe we want to get on like watching them succeed and do cool things in wrestling, wrestling in the ring or in media. Derek, I am excited for, for the kids to, to be back in school. They they will be starting that in like two weeks. All right, Jensen. Let's let's yes. get through the rest of our show here because we've already had a very long show. I'm going to play the other clip again so okay. we'll people reset here.
0: Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. All
1: right, Fatu. And Alexander, you think it's going to happen again down the lot? Maybe an impact, maybe an MLW. You're kind of riffing on that one. And then Cole joined us. Where are you at on this match?
0: So um, I thought the match itself was really, really good until like the the DQ finish. Right. Um, But, uh, and I also, what I liked about it too, so much is, you know, if you pay attention to MLW, you're very familiar with how good Jacob Fatu is and how much he means to that brand and how he put that brand on his back for so long. And before dropping the title to Hammerstone, like company was really, really revolved around him. And it still to a large degree is it looks like he's going to get another title shot soon at the MLW title. But I think a lot more people became familiar with Fatu because of this show um i saw a lot of people tweeting about how good he is and people being surprised about it and i think alexander is a little more out there because more people probably pay attention to impact than the umlw um so i thought the matchup did a lot of good for both guys because it was a really good match more people know about plot two and more people might take alexander more seriously too just like as a champion like i think he's done a great job but if you're not paying attention to impact you might miss a lot of, of how great he's been um i think that they should run it back in impact um, yeah, I, you know, I think they should. And, and the reason this is our other spotlight, by the way, is because it was for the impact world championship. Um, I think they should, yeah, they should run that back. And, uh, I think Alexander should retain, but, you know, it, I think that makes the most sense, but to my knowledge, I think Jacob Pachew is locked down to MLW for like some yes. more years. Yeah. He is. Um, which is unfortunate I mean, I in a lot of I don't know what kind ways. of,
1: what kind of paper MLW contracts are, are written on, but, according to uh you know court it it does seem like our uh fatu is like under kind of a
0: multi-year yeah which is great for mlw and not necessarily a bad thing for fatu either he's kind of like a big fish in a smaller pond there but like he's the kind of guy with like the talent and the the look and the the family lineage like he'd be a slam dunk in the bloodline in the wwe he'd be a slam dunk doing pretty much anything in aew i feel like i mean um, I, I feel like you could be doing bigger things in MLW. And, and I don't really mean that as a, as a, as a diss to MLW. It's just more of like, there's a ceiling to how big you can get in MLW. And, and don't worry, Jensen,
1: I... they're working on a big broadcast deal. They're going to, they're going to have big time streaming rights soon. They're going to be on Heard national that television soon.
0: Yeah. Weren't they going to be like WWE's developmental? And then like that whole thing blew up.
1: MLW um, uh, puts out a new rumor about how big they're going to get like seemingly every single week. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing. I'm not even like, you know, I, I think Corp Bauer is fine. You know what I mean? Like, I think for what he does for, I think the LLW is a, it's an enjoyable show. I, I, uh, I cover it for the weekender every Sunday Um, when they're running new shows, they've been off the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I think they should run this back on impact. And and uh, if they ran it back on MLW, that'd be cool too. But I just feel like it's more likely to be on impact.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be an impact rematch at some point. I hope that as well. I hope it's not. Well, we just needed to do a DQ because we didn't have either. We didn't want either of our guy to lose. I think when you book a match like that, it's kind of known that like all right, Josh Alexander is probably going to win. So I don't think it would have been booked unless at some point Josh Alexander will actually pick up that victory and they decided to set up a rematch with a DQ here. It's also possible that it leads to a tag team match of Alexander and Fatou against uh, Myers and Cardona. And that's how they they get around this whole thing. And we don't get an Alexander against Fatu rematch, but we do get Fatou on Impact Television in some capacity. We shall see how, how this one plays out. My other spotlight was Alex Shelley against Kushida from New Japan, Music City Mayhem. They went to a 20-minute time limit draw. This is a First and only time Kushida and Shelly have been in a one-on-one match. They've been, of course, long-time tag team partners as the Time Splitters. This was their only singles match going to a draw. I'm fine with that. I like that it. it's like, okay, we're even and everything. It seemed like maybe Kushida would probably win because it's Kushida wrestling in New Japan, but Shelly's got an impact title match coming up and everything. I like the time limit draw. I don't know if they're going to actually run this one back either, but I thought it was a very good match. It was a different pace than the rest of the show. Very technical match. It picked up at the end, but uh, Kushida's working on the arm. Shelly working on the leg. I enjoyed this match. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I I echo everything you said. Um, and at the end, if I remember correctly, Kushida had him in the hoverboard lock, right? Yeah, but like time yeah. ran out. Right, his time so, expired. Yeah. Um. So it it was it, it was smart in a lot of the ways that you just mentioned. Like Shelly's coming up. Uh, what's the next Impact Show Emergence? So yeah, it's uh, Yeah. Is just emergence, right? Isn't it? Oh, maybe I don't know. know. So. Anyways, it makes sense because like Shelly still like he didn't get beat going into that match, and I mean Alex shelly versus Josh Alexander is gonna be fantastic. Like I think it's pretty predictable that Alexander will retain, but that's okay if the match delivers. And I I have every, uh, I I fully expect the match to deliver. It'll be great. Um, and Kushida looks good too because yeah, he's back to New Japan. Um, it is cool. I mean, like their friends, their, their allies or tag team partners, like their, their guys were like, this doesn't really need to go any farther than this. It feels like, like they, they, right. they went to a draw and they're still friends and they can still team going forward. If they want to, they can run it back if they ever want to, but there's really no need to. And it was solid in ring wrestling. So, uh, so I'm with you.
1: Uh, we're going to move on to the AEW spotlight. Big show from AEW last night
0: uh over a million fans uh and a great number in the demo tuned in and it was a great show
3: and i think it's been a run of great shows
0: there we go
1: uh big thing happening out of aw dynamite last night undisputed elite imploding adam cole kyle o'reilly bobby fish turning on the young bucks and then hangman page making the save you were fired up for this jensen
0: I was. Um, I thought this was done really, really well. And this is one of the things about just AEW Dynamite in general that I think is really impressive about the show is I looked down at my phone last night thinking I'd been watching the show for like an hour and I looked down and it had been like 25 minutes. I was like, how have they done this much awesome stuff in this amount of time? Like, I just don't understand. It feels like there's just no downtime. And I, I love that. Some fans complain. It's like, there's too much happening. I can't follow it all. I'm like, this is just nonstop. Just like good wrestling shows every, every week it feels like um, I thought last night was a really good episode of dynamite. Like you just said, um, Undisputed Elite uh breaking up. I, I expected that to eventually happen, but I didn't expect it last night. So I thought it was done really, really well. The way that Adam Cole, like there was layers to that whole Adam Cole thing that I, that I found interesting. One was, That they did the young bucks didn't want Bobby Fish as a partner, and that to me alone was like that's kind of what I've been saying about Bobby Fish for a long time. Like I think Bobby Fish is fine, but in comparison to like Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly, hating um, on big dick Bob Fish over here, not a fan of that. I listen, I think he's fine, but I don't think he's on the same level as Cole or O'Reilly. Just well, they're the young
1: bucks, and Bobby Fish is about 140 years old. So
0: oh, because you can't have young and old together, is what you're saying. (laughs) <laughs> um. Anyway, so it was just one of those things where like that was kind of funny to hear that, where it's like that was part of Adam Cole's reasoning was we want to win these these trio titles, and I'm hurt, and I'm 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 not clear to wrestle. Kyle isn't ready to wrestle, and you don't want a team with Bobby. It was like oh, that makes <laughs> Bobby seem kind of lame. Um. But anyway, then Adam just like kind of out of nowhere is like, well, you're not going to be able to compete, you know, at all because. Before we're about to do it, to it was like, wait, what? What's happening? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, what? You know, Bobby Fish has got a chokehold going, and Kyle O'Reilly uh, takes the the legs out, and it was the same thing that happened when Hangman came out to save the Young Bucks. It was the same exact thing that we had seen in New Japan when Kenny got helped help Matt Jackson up from the ground when they were like, you know, the the Bullet Club was was kind of in shambles. And the same thing happened last night with, with Hangman coming out and, and picking up Matt from the ground, extending his hand for him to pick Matt Jackson up from the ground. So, like, it's long-term storytelling. It makes perfect sense to do it now. I think the Hung Bucks being together makes total sense. Like, like this is the culmination of, like, multiple multi-year storylines all coming together. Like Adam Adam Cole's yelling at the Young Bucks, saying, "You think I forgot about what you did to me? Like I never forgot about what you did to me." So we have the we have the tie-in from them killing him on BTE, and poisoning him poisoning him. We have the the payoff of Hangman and the Young Bucks reuniting. We have uh, the 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 callback to Hangman and the Young Bucks as well as Kenny and the Young Bucks. We have the looming return of Kenny Omega. That's inevitable. Like and I think he'll align with with Hangman and the Young Bucks, and it'll just be they'll be the elite again. It'll be the four of them, and like I just I feel like in just a few minutes last night they they really tied so much together, and it's gonna really pop off when Kenny comes back. So uh, yeah, I I loved that I loved everything about that segment. I thought it I thought it was great. I you figured something
1: big was gonna happen there i know people thought like oh kenny might be returning i thought it might be a little early for the kenny return uh but they had to kind of make young bucks babyface almost they've been hinting at it for a little while even going back to full gear where they just like nodded at Hangman and let him take out omega like even that was a little bit of a hint of a, a baby face turn uh or just showing like they're they're cool with hangman and then we've seen it over the past couple of weeks you knew when omega came back he's gonna get a big baby face reaction so like turning the Young Buck babyface makes sense in that it, it puts a little bit more heat on, on Cole and, and Red Dragon, which is good. Hopefully those guys get cleared soon enough to where they can actually wrestle. I I assume if they're setting up this angle, they're closer than not to returning to, to the ring. Uh, we got the trios, the trios tournament coming up that ends in all out. We still don't know fully who's in that. I imagine the hung bucks seems like it's setting up for assuming that, uh, undisputed elite, or I guess just undisputed era. Um, assuming that they are healthy, they're going to be potentially in the finals against, uh, the hung bucks. I do want to give a shout out to, uh, uh, Kylie and Haley from, from tag talk uh, on five lover book, which is every, every Sunday, They've been pushing the hung bucks agenda for a very long time. Now they watch all the PTE and everything they've been, they've been talking about this for like months. I feel like because mm-hmm. uh, every time I get the description, it just mentions the hung bucks. So they, they've been in, they've been in on this. I thought it was great. Hangman got a big reaction, which was, which was great to see because since he lost the title, he's been kind of, uh, he's just kind of associated with the dark order and I think dark order kind of, are where they are and we'll still see what happens there with the dark order. I know on the last BTE, uh Hangman was like you guys are going to win the titles, like you guys are great, believing yourself and all this type of thing. And now it seems like well, Hangman's going to be teaming with the young bucks. You got to think that they're the favorites on this thing, but that was a very good segment and I look forward to seeing where it's going to go with Kenny Omega being back in the mix as well cuz like you said, he's got to he's got to be back pretty soon. You got to assume he's back within the next couple of weeks here.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they've set up a lot of stuff. They're, they're, this is, like I said, it's, it's the culmination and we're, we're getting payoff now for stuff that's been building literally for years across the independence, multiple promotions, all throughout the history of AEW. Like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm the very, butterflies, the it. butterflies the on, the butterfly jeans. jeans. Yeah. Those are
1: great. Those
0: are yeah. Great. He's, he's such, he's such a, um, a unique kind of like, uh almost like ambassador for the next generation like i know he calls himself the anxious millennial cowboy yeah. but like he really it really it's interesting it's interesting to see because he just he's i don't know how to how to say it he, he's he's very like woke but in like a really in a good way you know what i mean he, he just yeah. seems like a very progressive type of guy in a lot of ways i don't know. like you, you i don't feel like you'd see a lot of guys rocking butterfly jeans like that and still look like such a badass you know what i mean like you know it's like but it's still on brand for hangman because he's when you see him tweet about the stuff he tweets about and like he like really cares about people and he's he just cool he's just comfortable being himself you know and i just think yeah. that that's it, it it just really shows through so yeah I, th- I thought that was funny with the the butterfly jeans too i will like i'm sure that
1: uh young bucks they're always gonna get great reactions their heel work was so good it's just obnoxious dicks with everything uh i am gonna kind of miss that i do love them as heels too. They're, they're very good at that but we'll see i'm sure they'll be fine as baby faces they're just great wrestlers they go out there and great matches and get good good reactions every single time so they'll be fine as baby faces but shout out to the young bucks with the, every all the heel work they've done over the past like year and a half when they aligned with omega Everything. Oh, there you go. Jensen just got this
0: figures of everything. This is new, Amazon exclusive. Let's go. (laughs) Young Bucks. And I'll just throw this out there too. One of three thousand John Moxley. Let's go. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah. anyways. Yes. Uh, by AEW Spotlight is actually the video game. So they announced more details on Fight Forever. Still don't have a release date. I know Sean reported earlier this year that they were kind of aiming around september we're a month away from september so we shall see uh if they end up hitting that but we did kind of get features we learned there's an exploding barbed wire death match in this thing there's like 40 different weapons a trailer leaked out and let me tell you what i'm most excited about jensen these mini games that they have Yes, yeah, so this baseball thing, like exploding baseballs, and like the dance, like little mini games. Like I love the like Mario Party mini games, the Pokemon Stadium mini games from like the old 64 games. Mm-hmm. And you know they they're working with THQ Nordic, uh, famous for doing the the No Mercy games and everything with 64. You're gonna throw me some AEW mini games on this thing. That's all I need. I don't give a fuck about the wrestling. Yeah. Like, care about that at all let me just play these mini games all day that's what i'm excited about
0: yeah it looks like they're just making a fun video game yeah and that's all i'm asking for like wwe i I heard the wwe 2k game was good this year i haven't played it it. i've I've heard good things i'm not going to knock it but one of my criticisms over recent years with those games has been that it's become almost too realistic like the 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 realism has outweighed the fun aspect And I just want to have fun playing these games. So like, that's why every now and then I'll play a game like, you know, wrestling empire or like retro mania or something, just because it's fun. It's different, but it isn't like realistic. Um, I think there's, there's, there's a spot for that. I think that like the wrestling simulator type stuff that, that 2k does, I think there's a, there's a spot for that in video games for sure. But there's also a big gap. that has been missed of just fun. And this game looks fun. Like the, the, the in-ring gameplay stuff, It didn't look like the most crisp I've ever seen. um, But it looks like it's fun. Like, that's all I care. Like, it looks like it's going to be easy to play, which is a big, uh, I guess, kind of criticism of probably the 2K games is they get more and more complicated and advanced. And in my opinion, the best wrestling games ever are the ones you just mentioned that are the same people are making for this. Like the NWO World Tour, Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. Like, those four games... That's my childhood right there in video games. Like I and, and part of it is that they were just they were just very easy to play. Um, not a whole lot of buttons, very easy to to figure out. And um Derek's saying more of an arcade style. See, I'm okay with that. Like if it's if it's fun. Like sometimes arcade style could be bad though, right? Like I think WrestleMania or sorry, Royal Rumble for uh for the Dreamcast, that was an arcade game. It was pretty terrible, but it's fun if you got some buddies around. Um, but it's super unrealistic. It could be fun. Anyway. I love the mini games. Like you said, when I saw the, like the weird, like baseball exploding baseball game thing, yeah. I was like, this looks like fun. Like, even if I have friends that aren't wrestling fans, they might want to play this game with me. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, so that's uh yeah. And, and I didn't even know that was leaked. I just saw some like random videos for it. I, I saw like Shivani and brick Baker talking and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely buy the game. I'll be one of the people that buys it the day it comes out or I'll pre-order it and then, you know, have it ready to download the day it comes out. So
1: i'm i i'm really looking forward to it i have not been excited for a wrestling video game in in a long time because it's just been the wwe 2k stuff and for the past few years and this this year's was good i wasn't like looking forward to it looking forward to it because the last one was so bad so i was just kind of taking a wait and see kind of approach with it but it is it has leaned way too much on the realism side and like the most fun things about those games have just been like trying to glitch them and break them and see what kind of like stupid things you can do in the game. And not so much like the actual gameplay, which is not good. And this is why I love like the SmackDown vs raw series is like, you can do some glitchy stuff and, have, but like there's so much fun to be had when you go to like WWF New York and like the helicopter and everything yes. like that's not realistic at all, but it's just super fun to do with your friends. You you jump off the SmackDown, Smackdown fist. fist. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. Like that, like right. that's just fun stuff to do that certainly isn't realistic Uh, but the video game should be about, especially wrestling, right? I do like some realism in my other sports games, like hockey. I wanted to have a realistic, authentic experience. Uh, Basketball, I love the 2K games, but when it has like the the realism and everything, well, the wrestling, like so much of it is over the top. So much of it is just like, it's not scripted and it is a sport. It is real, but you can just do so much dumb shit in pro wrestling that like i don't need a realistic experience with that just let me do fun and cool shit with with all of that because there kind of are no rules when it comes to wrestling and what you can do on it i I, the the match we watched um the, the scramble match with cole um I, I forget I forget his name and I apologize. But he has Marco like pressed on his uh shoulders like small and drop and then he flips him into a oh, Shane a, Mercer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Shane Mercer. Yes. Into the, the moon salt and battery, the backflip. Yeah, um, with, yeah. Uh, and he's like
1: holding the dude's hand on this to like balance him and stuff. It's like you can just do cool shit like that, and we understand like it's a it's a theatrical p- performance sometimes. Like that's the kind of stuff I want in a video game is to be able to do stuff like, like that, because that Again, there are no limitations and no rules when it comes to wrestling. So let me do that instead of. There was one WWE 2K game where like you'd have to roll out to the outside to like take a break and some you'd have to start every match with like a, a lockup or like a chain sequence. It's just it got way way too much of like, hey, we're trying to create a realistic experience, but then it's not actually realistic because all your body parts go through the ropes and it just becomes stupid. So I like what AEW has done based on the trailers and everything. The mini games is really all I give a shit about because even if I get tired of playing like the wrestling stuff, I'll get lost in mini games forever. I, I don't know if you are a big like baseball fan. MVP, I used to love baseball, the baseball video
0: games. Yeah, yeah.
1: MVP baseball, I think EA did it where they had like the mini game where you like hit the ball up the ramp. I think Manny Ramirez was on the cover. I don't remember mm, what year okay. it was. That's all I played on that game. I'm not a big baseball fan, I but I do enjoy the baseball games. That's all I would play. That little mini game where you just launch the ball up the ramp. The best thing in the world. Give me mini games. It's great. I love this decision by AEW to do mini games.
0: Nice. nice. My favorite baseball games were like, uh, well, I, I was a big baseball fan as a kid. So like, I just loved playing baseball games. So like, uh, there was a game for the Sega Genesis called Sports Talk Baseball, which is still to this day one of my favorite games ever. Um, and I was really into the Ken Griffey Jr. N64 games. Uh, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. and Slugfest. Um, the, I, what I love so much about those like SmackDown games you were talking about, um, when you could jump off the fist or like get on like a helicopter and stuff, which was so great about a, a game like that was you could, you had the option to do all that stuff, but if you didn't want to, you could just have good like matches in the ring and have right. fun playing matches. But if you wanted to take it crazy, you could go fly on a helicopter and jump at somebody onto the ground. So, um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the fun aspect of it. And, and I'm looking forward to the mini games also. Um, I really quickly, before we get out of here, there's an extra spotlight I have to throw out. And this, this will be fast. Jeremy doesn't know I'm bringing this up. But a big, a big, a, a bomb dropped yesterday, news-wise, that we have not discussed, that we have not talked about Um slam balls coming back apparently <laughs> so hold my, on i gotta call you out on this because yeah you are like who's bringing yeah.
1: back slam ball yeah. i mean i saw the mention i was like oh jensen doesn't know yet i didn't see
0: yeah that was that was organic that was how my <laughs> that's where my mind is at at all times was so so i was watching AEW and i just like left my tv on afterwards and BattleBots came on yeah and i was like oh good for kenny florian like still like got something to do you know commentating for battle bots and i I haven't watched it since like the 90s or whatever um and as i was watching it i was like if this can exist like how is slam ball not on television and yeah and then people started hitting me up like dude (laughs) it just got announced today that it's coming back and i was like you got to be kidding me (laughs) like really and so um and then what that did was that really opened up this, it, 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 it decompartmentalized uh, some of my memories from from growing up. And when I was younger, there was this, there were these channels I used to get. Um, one of them was called Hot Lana and it would show like, like reruns of like, there was this whole programming block that was like ECW and then uh, Slam Ball and then Roller Jam and then like yeah. they had like this strip poker show that was like really like a PG type show but like it like when you're a kid it was like watching the Howard Stern show on right. E and being like oh my god i can't believe this is on television now it's like very tame compared to yeah. what you see now but like um so anyway you get through this, you start going down this rabbit hole last night after i texted you about you know rescheduling to, to get coal and everything i watched a solid like 3 hours of roller jam that i found on youtube <laughs>
1: Paul Heyman's favorite sport.
0: Dude, do you remember that show though? Like when it was like, yeah. okay, that's some of the best professional wrestling I have seen in a while. It's so, it's so entertaining watching these because that's all it is. It's just pro wrestling while they're skating. Yeah. And uh, I'd recommend checking that out on YouTube. They got to bring that back too. I tweeted that out after I was like, okay, hold on. So we got slam ball back. All right, now we got to work on roller jam. So um, let's get that going. Anyone in the chat who wants to see the return of roller jam, um I would very much like to see that that come back and if you want to find there I found a bunch of episodes on on YouTube for free and like pretty decent quality so uh shout out to the old the old TNN the old Nash the Nashville yeah. Network back in the day <laughs> so there you go
1: I saw slam balls coming back yesterday and then I popped so much when I saw your tweet about oh, battle boss is back like somebody bring back slam ball and I was like oh Jensen's about to get flooded with comments and be like it's back dude it's back pros versus shows that's a good shout uh but i saw slam ball was coming back yesterday i think i just quote tweeted the article i was like i will find a way to write about slam ball like as a fightful article like write about slam
0: ball we got to get in the game jeremy i mean that's cool too i'm i'm washed dude i'm washed
1: i get killed by some of those dudes
0: i would too but like man if we if we start training (laughs) now we start start maybe we can make it yeah i think we could you know i used to we used to play a little bit in my backyard i had a trampoline that we attached to a uh to a to like a and it was very dangerous um shout out to daniel Sowerson, one of my best friends in the world who uh is a broadcaster for the new orleans pelicans nowadays he he was hospitalized playing slam ball in my backyard um those 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 double jumps are are dangerous you know like when someone lands and someone lands right after and you get that double bounce He got, he got someone kicked him in the back of the head on a double bounce while we're playing slam balls. Kids went up in the hospital. Anyways, let's, let's play some slam ball. And also I can't wait for it to come back. I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to the return. and, And like I said, let's now start a petition to get roller jam back. If I can live in a world in 2022 or 2023, when I can just sit down on my couch and I can watch AEW dynamite. And then I can turn on slam ball. (laughs) <laughs> then I can turn on Roller Jam. That that that's good time. You're in heaven. Me. That's heaven for Steven Jensen. If Cody and Cody Rhodes is, is somehow and, involved
1: yeah. in this as well. That's Speaking all you need. That,
0: Cody Rhodes Cody,
1: host Slam Ball. Yeah,
0: Cody Rhodes is is in the AEW video game. We didn't mention that, so he's still yeah, in it's... that, which is awesome. So uh, <laughs> let's go. Oh man,
1: guys, we appreciate. It. We went nearly three hours today. I know our show is <laughs> usually long, but we have a taped interview. That we play uh this is a nearly a three hour just completely live show again shout out to cole radrick thank you to cole radrick yes. for joining us jensen go ahead and plug everything you, you need to plug man
0: uh on uh what's today today's thursday on sunday thursday. you'll hear me next that'll be on the fightful select Weekender podcast i should be at battle slam live that night as well so i'll try to get a couple audio interviews or something while i'm there take some pictures um, of the event i'm looking forward to baron black for little scrappy that should be very interesting um on tuesdays myself and doug do live rounds that's on the rvd tito for life youtube channel y'all might remember that channel from uh, when bill and doug used to talk about tna wrestling back in the day um that's 10 10 p.m eastern every tuesday um what there's something i missed oh well the new football show that's going to be starting on august 27th that's myself doug and rob wilkins that'll be on twitch.tv slash fightful gaming every saturday at 11 a.m eastern Uh, me and sp3 got some stuff cooking trying to get our stuff going again um it's just been a scheduling thing but look out for something with me and him sometime soon degrassi dudes nerds of the 90s something along those lines and uh i really feel like i'm oh yeah i don't know if we're gonna be i i I'll ask off air, but I know that impact emergence is next Friday. And I don't know if, if me and Denise are doing the post show for that or not yet, but because I know there's like rampage and SmackDown and stuff too, that gets covered that night. So um, I may be on there for that. If not just look out for the weekender. got y'all covered and uh, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Appreciate y'all joining us for the uh, this long edition of the spotlight. Didn't have to work today. So we kind of stretched it out um, so that, you know, the spotlight is on you, Jensen, that that uh, light coming
1: through. Look at this.
0: It is. And I have my blinds <laughs> down, too, and it's still coming in.
1: Guys, we appreciate it. Again, thanks for hanging out with us uh, today. We'll be back next Thursday with a, a new episode. Everyone can go to FightfulOverbook.com. FightfulOverbook.com. Let me get that right. Uh, the YouTube channel over there. We got new content every single day. Later on today, Will Washington has Day After Dynamite, uh, reviewing last night's Dynamite we got new shows every day up over there just just go check it out like like the show subscribe we cover a bunch of stuff uh just go check all that stuff out all right everybody all right y'all have a good weekend everyone have a good happy safe thursday have a good happy safe weekend bye everyone enjoy your weekend enjoy your thursday